The following program is hosted by immature, irreverent, obnoxious, and often disgusting young men. Listener discretion is advised. This time on Newt Clan, when I'm in charge, every mission is a suicide mission. Shall we play a game? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Nude Clan, the video game podcast that does do a video game review this day. I am Caleb Choice. Caleb Craig. And Cameron. And today, these two gentlemen are going to be talking Mass Effect. Ass Effect. Yeah, so Caleb finally finished the first Mass Effect. Um, a cool one week late. It's not too bad. <laughs> so I'm... I'm- Sitting in this uh, in a different position than I normally do. It's usually Craig who beats the game weeks before the review, but this time it's me. It's true. This this time it's me who must recall. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? No, no. I like beating games the day before the review. Yeah, it gives you a little more insight, I guess. A little little closer to the top of your mind. Uh, so we're going to be doing that today. We have results from the last poll. That we're going to discuss. We have uh, the last week of Hog League as well at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll have season one winners, and then we'll take a few weeks off, recuperate, refresh, and then we'll have the draft. We'll have to make a uh, a Twitter convo for that or a Facebook conversation, whichever one is easier, so we can start drafting out and picking teams, picking players for teams for season two. Right. Of the Hog League. So, yeah, cool stuff coming up today. Um, but first, as always, what have you guys been playing this week? Fucking Mass Effect. Yeah? Yeah. Is that That's it, really? That's it. Wow, Craig. What's going on? Uh, moving, unpacking, you know, that kind of thing. Babysitting my nephew. And then Mass Effect. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Cameron? Um, this week, I'm trying to think. I didn't really play many games this week, if any. Let me think. Um, I had a busy week. A lot of stuff I had to go do, and then family was over. Um, I think I really pretty much only played Overwatch, and that was just last night. Damn. Well, you've been playing with that new character? I've tried them out. How is he? Um, Does it weird you out that he has bare feet and no. like a bunch of armor on? So that's weird to me. One of his skins actually you uh, has shoes on, so you can oh, always okay. just wear that one. But that's just one of his skins. Only and, one? Yeah. And there's supposed to be something about his bare feet. that, uh, But he doesn't actually ever walk, so he just floats. All right. And he floats super slow. 
I feel like they gave him a weird backstory so they could have a foot fetish character. <laughs> uh, they, have to be, they have to be all inclusive with the Overwatch. But apparently, yeah. he's the he. So Sigma is apparently the the hardest character to learn in uh, Overwatch. But if you're really good at him, then you can pretty much push forward because he's basically he could do as much damage as a DPS mm-hmm. and very bursty quick damage um, but he's very slow and he doesn't do good if people are fighting right up in his in his face because um, his main fire only goes 20 meters and then it'll explode but if it hits something before it hits that 20 meters so that's not a care you know an enemy then it'll mm-hmm. bounce and then still go the full 20 meters and then explode and so anything that's outside of his optimal range, if it's further than 20 meters, he's not going to hit it. Um, and that's like anything... That's, How much damage does it do if it bounces so, off stuff? Um, it'll still do the full damage if it hits someone. Oh, okay. That's fine then. And so um, the one burst, he'll shoot two of his projectiles. And one of those bursts will do... Um, I think it's like... 80 damage and, and uh, is it 80 damage or 120 damage for both or yeah. for one so basically what his move is uh, he has another ability that's an accretion disc that he can launch and I think that one's the one that does 80 damage and if it hits you with it it'll do the full damage of course and then it'll do a knockdown stun and then if it's any 150 uh, health character he's attacking he can knock him down and shoot him once with his main and then they're dead that's nice um and then he has a shield that he can uh push out and then recall whenever but you have to hold down the shield button to push it out as far as you want it to go and then you have to let go and it'll stop moving the shield and then you can recall it whenever you want and the shield will only recharge when you've recalled it um, he has another ability to where um, he can absorb any incoming damage that's not a beam weapon and then uh, add it as overshield. Um, and then his uh, ult, um, he will fly up in the air. And then anyone who's caught in his ult radius, the ult radius looks a lot like, like Doomfists. Um, he'll go up in the air. He'll pull people up into the air for a second. And then he'll slam them down to do half of their health and damage. It's always half? Always half. Half um, of their total, half, or? half, of, maximum? half of maximum. Okay, um, that and could so, be pretty good. Yeah, that's good. And so when you pull people up, they're caught in the air for a second, but you're already up there flying with them, and so that's a great way to pick off people who are stuck in the air. Certain characters can get out of it, um, like uh, Reaper with his fade, he can get out of it. Moira can, I'm pretty sure she can just uh, flash out of it. Orissa can do her one move, and then she the, won't be picked up. Yeah. yeah, okay. And she won't go uh, get into it, and then May can always ice block when that happens. Um, but everyone else... Ice move. Uh, is pulled up and slammed down. So, um, but more exciting than adding this new tank is now they're adding a two-two-two roll lock uh, for competitive play. So, um, when you go play competitive, uh, you have to choose what you want to play. You want to play support. You want to play tank. You want to play DPS. Right. But even in addition to that, that they've added to the game is now your overall rank is not affected by how you do in other categories. Each of it has its own separate competitive rank. So your competitive rank mm. as a tank is you. So you could be a, a, a platinum 
uh, or more uh, DPS, and then, oh, I'm going to try out tank today, and that won't ruin your overall rank in your That's DPS category. Cool. And so, I also, if you want to learn how to play competitive in a different role, and you go to pick that other role, you're not going to be playing against other players in Platinum, what your DPS rank is. You're going to be playing against people who are your true rank in that role. That's pretty cool. And so three separate roles you can now queue into. Um, a lot of people are super excited about it, and they feel like this is finally the real Overwatch that should have been is kind of the sentiment sentiment they get thrown around. It's still pretty new, but uh, um, it's just now you have actual team builds that are not always revolving around one meta or one GOATS comp. Right. Um, and so now you can actually have revolving picks based off of what the other team is doing. So kind of almost kind of like a, a rock, paper, scissors, but with more skill involved where certain um, people are really good against certain compositions. Um, but of course you have to be good enough to pull it through. So, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nice. I should play more of that. Yeah. Sure. You, sh- you, you know what? You probably should because that'd be really fun to have an actual team who's willing to learn how to play the game competitively. Yeah. Probably won't, but I should. Got to polish off my Reinhardt. Um, Reinhardt I'm did do get that after recently, the show. <laughs> yeah, you will. Reinhardt recently did get a buff uh, to where... I'm going to use my Hanzo to polish off my Reinhardt. <laughs> beforehand, uh, as far as tanks were concerned, <laughs> Orisa and Roadhog were the, the pick because Orisa was just really good with her throwing it on her shield to make a bunker and then synergizing really well with Roadhog with her halt. She would pull people out and then Roadhog would hook the halt to grab anyone who got grabbed by that halt. So it was like a free hook for him. Um, and so that was strong. And then Reinhardt, not as much because there's a lot of stuff that you could use to push Reinhardt out and his shield out of the way. Right. Um, Wrecking Ball was a strong counter to him because he would just be able to uh, knock him right out of the way. Lucio yeah, could push him out of the way. Farah could move, boop yeah. out of the way. So his buff was actually to his passive, which they're calling Steadfast, where boops do uh, 30% less to him. So he's you know effectively when you go to knock him out of the way he's really not knocked out of the way very far nice. and so trying to to do a terrain kill on him like lucio trying to shoot you off the side it won't happen as much anymore as reinhardt excellent um but you but see the reason why people are excited about this is that it makes it easier to pick a team that can counter the other team pretty well so you can't just one trick as well anymore I just need them to make it so that his uh, his uh, fireball move insta kills people. <laughs> so squishy, you can hit someone. I need it to at least kill Tracer three times. So Tracer, of course, Actually, is going to be hard. If they can, if he could kill people with one less hammer attack, that'd be great. So the the combo with Ryan is you smack someone, and as you smack him to the side, you you know flick to him to him and do your. Uh, fire strike and then hammer him again and that'll kill him. So three quick moves. Boom, boom, boom. That's usually what I try to do. You gotta gotta get that. Unless I have like a shitload trick shot of down. people on me. But yeah. Um, but then of course Sigma is now technically the highest skill cap character in the game now. Um, he's hard to use and you can counter him by going dive comp I feel because he doesn't like people being super close to him. I feel like Doomfist is still hard to play. Yeah, Doomfist is still hard. Fucking, he has his fucking, uses. I hate But right now, I think May is super strong um, as far as DPS picks go. 
Um, and Reaper is, of course, terrifying on certain maps. Um, he just, his health generation is so strong. But yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to have a team who's willing to go into like the science of competitive and then learn how to use certain comps and work together because that way you could you could rise all the way up to diamond rank with mm-hmm. a with a team who's willing to do that. So just Overwatch for you then? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Do you think I'd be willing to do that though, long term? Yeah, if you I mean, got into it like you did you, uh, League of Legends. Yeah, you did it for League of Legends. Yeah, but I mean, just tap into that. Am I gonna run into the same problem? Just tap into that hunger of wanting to uh, play competitively and do really well, and then I feel like Overwatch could fill that that hole. Where I'm surrounded by fucking retards. Yeah. Well, the games are fucking like. <laughs> yeah. See, so you already got. You already long. got half the Craig attitude. and a Joe. You already got Craig half. and a Joe and my threes team, and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's all just hate. It's just. Vile hatred spew. Uh, Joe didn't play competitive with us. You are already there. You already have the attitude. And I couldn't tell who was worse. <laughs> Last night we were playing with a with a group that we were actually we were rolling people so hard. Um, but he kept complaining about our somber. He's like, "Dude, our somber is like actual trash." And then he just just repeat that over and over. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. But see, now if we have a full team of normal people, that'd be normal. really good. <laughs> so All right. So just Overwatch? Yep. All right. So I had a really busy gaming week this week. I uh, started out the week. So I had Sunday off, and Sunday was... Final Fantasy Explorers Day. Um, it is a dra- uh, not Dragon Quest. A they're all kind of Dragon Quest ripoffs, right? But it, it was yep. a uh, it's a ripoff of Monster Hunter, right? So you go out in the world, is you fight though? monsters. Because yeah. what I've played of it, it just felt more like what game an again? MMO. Uh, it's Final Fantasy Explorers. Oh, okay. You craft weapons, you craft all this stuff, you have to collect all of these materials, and you slowly gain enough to, like, make new weapons, make new equipment, and it, there's no ge- level gap, like, oh, you can't use the sword till you're level 7 or anything like that, like, there's, you just build it, so if you get the equipment, or if you get the raw materials, you can build whatever weapon you want, tons of quests, almost no story, um, played that on Sunday for a long time, that was the big thing, Sunday, um, and then... I played Uncharted, Drake's Fortune as well. Where are you at in that now? What done. chapter? I'm done. Oh, nice. Yeah, I beat it on. Uh, I beat it on fucking crushing, which was very difficult oh, man, at times. I, I kind of want to talk to you about it, but I can't because Cam Cam's here. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Because there's some there's a thing that happens. It's kind of a spoiler, and I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what it is. Hmm. We'll talk on the review. It's only two weeks away. Yeah. Um, so Did I you played. Fi- you, fi- you finished the game, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Okay, good, good. Uh, I played that, and then I played a ton of Resident Evil Outbreak. Uh, great Resident Evil game. Love it. Um, I think my save file is actually not the true save file because I used. I had my big memory card, and I'm pretty sure I loaned that to Joe a while back. And I, I wonder how much more I've actually played of that game. According to that memory card, because I backed everything up onto the big one, because I got one of those sixty-four, the double-sided one. No, it's eight. It's eight times memory card. It's for a PS2. 
it's like a it's 64 meg instead of oh, eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I put everything on there, and I started using that one as my main one. But I only have my old one, so I, I, I don't know how much more data is on the other one. But I played it for like almost 70 hours total now. It's been pretty extensive, and I also downloaded the PC version. Um, played that online multiple times this week, so it's been a lot of uh, Resident Evil outbreak for me in addition to those other games. Um, and I almost played Ace Combat 5. I picked it up, and I was going to put it in, but I started reading a book instead. Sadly. I'll, I'll have to play that at some point. Um, but that's all I played this week, I'm pretty sure. So we know what everyone has been playing for this week, but the real question, the only question, anybody beat a game this week? <laughs> Effect. All right, mass effect for the Craig. Did it affect your mass? Uh, no, not really. It's been about. It's about the same. Yeah. All right, Cameron. Anything for you? No. Okay, I finished three games. So I finished Final yeah. Fantasy Explorers. Look at you. Finished Drake's Fortune. Have you started the second one at all? No. How many discs are on that thing? Just one. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. And then I also beat Resident Evil Outbreak. I finished all five scenarios between this week and last week. From beginning to end. That last one is fucking long. And do you, did you ever even play Outbreak, Craig? No, I haven't played it. I've only watched you play it. Oh, man. How have you not played it, Craig? What the... I've never had it twice. I, like, never even heard of the game until you were like, dude, I love this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, it's great. Uh, last level's really long, though, and there's something that you can do because you have, like, an infection rate the whole time, and it slowly climbs. And I played the last level with a guy whose infection rate is faster than everyone else's. But he also runs faster. Um, and he has a nice, pretty sizable gun. Which is good. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, so like, I played it with him. And like, I got almost to the end. And there's a spot where you can take a medicine that like eliminates your your uh, infection rate. It makes it zero. It like purges the infection from your body. Oh, nice. And I think I was at like 98% infection, so I almost <laughs> That failed. would be the time to use it. Yeah, and I was like an hour and 30 minutes into that level, too. Uh, so I almost died. But I finished it. I beat the game once again. Third character that I've gotten to the end end credits with in that game. It's weird, though, because you can different choose... different endings? Yeah, slightly. There's slight variations. Um, to the endings. Outbreak File 2 does more with that. But according to my save data, I never actually beat File 2, which is the reason why I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure I did. And I'm pretty sure that other memory card has all my actual data for these games on it because I know I got to the end of File 2 because I know the cutscene mm-hmm. at the end. Um, it's pretty similar to File 1's, honestly. It's a big, huge area and you like escape it. But like the helicopter you're supposed to get in, it's like shot down and it's like more disastrous. It has like it features all of the characters in the cutscene instead of just whoever you're playing as. Uh, but of course, in File One, I almost never make it to the end with other people, so it's always me anyway, solo because everyone else died like an idiot. 
Um, but yeah, I beat those three games. Super pumped. I was gonna throw in. Uh, I got distracted with uh, some some reading I wanted to do, or else I would have probably finished Ace Combat Five as well this week because I was like, let's fucking do it. I finished Explorers. And I was like halfway done or a third of the way down with Drake's Fortune, and I was like, I could beat Outbreak too. Let's make this a three game week. And I was all, I almost made it a four game. I almost pulled the trigger, but. I resisted. What, uh, what were you reading? Um, it's a book called uh, Ordinary Men. Um, and it's basically, it's about, uh, can't really plug it because I don't think it's on Audible. I don't, well, I don't know. It might be. I didn't actually look. It's about um, a police battalion or like a police reserve group in Germany who uh, was basically transformed into like a death squad for the nazis um and it like discusses the idea that these people were middle-aged when the nazi regime came in so they weren't like indoctrinated from the beginning and it kind of shows the process of them becoming these monsters almost right it's fucking crazy because they go from just like a reserve police battalion to like shooting people on the streets like they just they go through and they pull all of the the jews out of a certain village and they just killed them. They just executed them. And it's like chronicling the, the They're, way yeah. that that comes to pass. Cause it's not like someone who was born in that and they're just crazy. Cause that's what they've been told their whole lives. And that's right. what they believe. It's like the adoption of that. It's fucking nuts. Hmm. But mostly I slept honestly yesterday. And so like, I didn't play anything anyway, but the nude hog for the hosts is as follows. Caleb Craig, first place, 33 games beaten. I am in second with 24. Single-digit difference, right? <laughs> Cameron, third with 10. Not a single-digit dif- single difference quite yet. Yeah, you got to get, like, three more. Yeah. I feel like I have to be fucking up doing the rotation, and Cameron's just silent as the grave about it. He's just, like, not saying a word. He's <laughs> like, I'd get away with murder here. <laughs> um, but that's where we are. Guys, uh, Caleb and I, our next game will be 50 Cent, Blood in the Sand. Oh, man. It was overdue. We needed we needed a, a rapper game to God win. Damn. And this a is the one. A rapper game? Is there more than just like the 50 Cent games? Parappa the Rapper. We could do that. Do some Parappa I guess, games. but that's like a fucking rhythm game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes a little more sense. I kind of yeah. It's it's honestly that makes I mean, it's a more honestly, sensible it approach. Makes, it makes a kind of sense. F- yeah. f- Fifty cents. That just feels like a knockoff GTA. Well, I, I don't even know. Like, it, I think it's supposed to be like semi open world. It's like yeah. Shooter. It's kind of an arcade arcade third person shooter almost is what I would say. Yeah. So it's like semi open world, but it's like open map. It's more like Red yeah. Dead Redemption One from what I remember, or Red Dead Revolver. From what I remember, so it's like kind of an open map. You can go to certain spots on the map, but then you like go to a map, and that's the map that you fight in. Like you fight in the nightclub. Like you can go around the nightclub, but you have to go to a certain spot to get to the nightclub. And it's so you have like a quasi open map where it's you go to certain areas on the main map, and then that brings you to other areas. It's not super open where it's like Grand Theft Auto, where you hop in a fucking car and you drive for ten minutes to get to the map. It just sends you there. And that was the first game. That's the only one I played. Uh, I just remember the the security guys that that shot shot me down at one point, and the guy was just like, "The G is down." 
<laughs> when I died in the game over screen, and I was like, <laughs> just turn it off. Like, nah, we're done here. <laughs> like, this is fucking stupid. Wait, wait, what game was that? That was uh, Bulletproof. That was the first one. Oh, you fucking tried playing that? Yeah, I tried playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'll... And you wanted to play the sequel? I, I didn't want to play the sequel. The sequel was nominated. You nominated the sequel before. No, I nominated I nominated Bulletproof. Oh, right. I wanted to play it in order. God. I knew that the masses this, would this, demand... There can't be a consistent order. Are you kidding me? You don't know. 50 Cent could be a master storyteller. I highly doubt that. He's made his lyrics come to life in his yeah. games. I mean... There's other rappers. I remember Eminem was in a car in the first I one. I don't think all I that he raps about killing terrorists for stealing something from his game. He should. Because that's the plot Cause that's of a great, Blood on the Sand. That's a great song in the making. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm excited, though, Craig. I, we ordered it today, so it's coming. Just one. Are we gonna are we gonna do a co op here then? Is that what you wanna do? That's what we should do. Alright. So I guess so we'll be streaming that uh eventually. Probably yeah. next week. Yeah, maybe next week. I don't know. Well, we'll I have to get we'll, my streaming stuff up, but we'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um but that is where Fuck. we are for the hog. I don't want to play that. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. You're you're fine. No. Especially with a co op. That that'd be great. Yeah, that's a great experience. I mean, that's that's the only way I want to play it. I don't want to be playing that by myself. Craig, you know what you need to do? What? You need to get on to howlongtobeat.com, and I want you to add your backlog. And I want you to add me as a friend. And I want to see it. What, you think I'm going to make our friendship public? <laughs> I think you still show up as my daughter on Facebook. Oh yeah, <laughs> or no, that's Cody. Cody's my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're still labeled as my father on there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to my about page to check. But uh, no, really though, Cameron, you should too. I want to see uh, what Cameron has in the backlog. Okay, yours is pretty small though, right? Well, I mean. I do have a few games I haven't played that I own, so... Did you buy, though? Yeah. It's not like Plus games. Well, including Plus games. I still own them. Kind of. You have a license to them. That's where it gets kind of... It gets kind of tricky. <clears throat> oh, man. We got that uh, Sniper Elite 4 now. Should be... We should play that. Why? What, what's... What's... I don't see how... A large backlog is a bragging point. Oh, just, it's not. <clears throat> it's not. I just like to look at... It's a. It's another form of a list, right? Schweiss loves lists of But this kind. list is a list that lists many things worthy of a list. So you have the titles that you've completed. That's a, There's a list of completed games. And then you have your list of games that aren't completed. Your completion percentage... How many hours you would have to spend on average to complete all of the games on the list? So, is a larger backlog more impressive, or is a larger completed? Completed, I would say. Okay, but I don't have all of my completed games because I don't know all of my completion times. I haven't put them all in. I mostly use it as like a okay. I have this new game that I bought when I bought Battlefield Five. I threw it on there, 
and now I've got like six more hours of time to play the game. But I want to also start using the site for some of those rarer, not as often played games mm-hmm. that we play, so that when we finish it, the How Long to Beat site becomes stronger, right? It's a communal effort. It's it's everyone who's played and beat this game, you put your time in, you have a good roundabout idea of how long the game is. And right. The more people that do that, the more accurate, statistically, it should be. That's what I obsess over. I obsess over the fact that like there's only one other person that's ever put the 300 path to glory game on there and it's me and that person and we dictate how long that game is like (laughs) that's it and i fucking love that (laughs) have you not played it no i have i finished it a couple years ago did you you put in your time i I put my time in what was was the time it was like six hours or something stupid how much how much did he put in um i think it was about the same it was honestly it was an odd consensus but yeah uh but for other titles like uh Resident Evil Outbreak File 2, there's only like seven people that have put it in. Right. Stuff like that. And I, I just love the idea of like plugging my times in. Oh, and man. Steam makes I'm gonna it so take easy. so long to beat this game to pump this time up. <laughs> yeah. oh, the no power. one's going to want to play this game. <laughs> well, there's like certain sections you can choose to, like if you were doing the 100% completion run. Are or you uh, logging yourself as a completionist? Um, it depends on whether or not I, I did completionist. Uh, if I just did base game, so there's one for base game. Yeah, I know. Base the- game plus collect uh, plus extras, which is mostly what I do. Yeah, that's and then much how I play games. 100 percent completion. So like with Uncharted Drake's Fortune, I did base game plus collectibles because I got or plus extras because I got all of the collectibles in the game. You, uh, on there too. When you get the trophy for it, is that completionist? When you get a hundred, yeah, I would say so. Uh, although some people, is our trophies reflect uh, reflective of a hundred percenting a game? A hundred percenting, it depends on the game. Like some of them will be like B max level, have every item, have every fucking like quest done. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that's where it's a gray area because if you technically hundred percent Final Fantasy, 15, I would say it's a go by game. I I if I platinum a game, I count it as hundred percent. That's always not. That's not always true, though, because with FF15, there's plenty of optional dungeons yeah, that you like don't have Pokemon, to do. Like with Pokemon, if you have every Poke- if you have the Pokedex completed, you fucking beat the game. You have like that 100. percent There's there's nothing more to do. So, yeah, but then you could say like, well, I don't have every shiny. So then it's up to you to decide is what's 100. percent Is it all of the trophies in a game? Which I would say is 100. percent Getting every shiny would be impossible without cheating. Yeah, but like for Resident Evil Outbreak. You have to play every level on easy, normal, yeah, hard, but, and very uh, hard. The, think of the the Reddit karma you'd get <laughs> for having every shiny, not cheating. God, yeah. Dude, that would be disgusting. You'd if you started stop. as a child. The sheer amount of time you would have to... And like some of those you can't even get. Because like you can't... like It would just be like impossible to get normally. Think of the time you've wasted as a child. The, you could the, have been the collecting legend, shinies. The legend, dude. I haven't. The first time I encountered a shiny that wasn't the red Gyarados in Gen Two was uh, in Emerald, I believe, and I think it was a. What was it? Fuck. I can't even remember. I think it might have been a Zubat. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
But yeah, that's so it's a it's a site that I, I want to see some or a shroomish. I want to see some users something. on. Yeah, I want to see you guys there, and I want to see your your times. I'll think about it. I want to see that backlog, Greg. Oh, you've seen the backlog. I want you to conquer it. There's a fucking post on our website that tells you, well, most of it, because there's, it's been roughly updated. When did you update it last? Uh, I haven't. I just, like, added games to my collection that haven't been added <clears throat> on there. So have you beaten any of the ones that you had? Yeah, some of them. Well, there you go. You got to go on there and you got to add your times. Show off your big schlong of games beaten, <laughs> and you can even you can even break it down to like how many hours I have left per console. So, like, if you say I want to play some PS2 games, you can look and say, okay, I have oh, four hundred hours of PS2. That's disgusting. It's it's so much power in the palm of your hands. Selling to beat dot com. Uh, they the should biggest, have an app. I, they kind of do. It only tells you the times though, and then when you have want to submit it, it takes you to the website. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate. They should have a full app. That would be amazing. I would have it. You guys know what the longest how long to beat game is, though, in my that I've added? Hmm. What? Conan Exiles. Well, yeah, that thing is like, two, it's like 200 hours. It's 100%, yeah, it's a couple hundred, but it's 88 hours to complete. That's what the how long to beat is. Is it? Yeah. Did you actually beat it? No, no, I put it on yeah. there as, like, backlog. Because I'm going to beat it. So 80 hours to 100% complete it. Remember, it took me 95 hours to beat uh, Persona 5. No, it's 88 hours to just beat it. Right. It took me 95 hours to just beat Persona 5. Yeah, yeah. The average is 105 hours. You should play Persona 5. I can't. I don't have time for that. And just thinking about completing that game, the, the game... It's Get, frustratingly long camp because camp. of... There's a reason why I fucking hated every, those conversations that would repeat over and over again. Every freaking... Uh, Unnecessarily long. Relationship maxed out. Mm-hmm. Every persona. Every weapon. Fuck it. An equipment item. You'd have to get everything. 100% that game. Imagine the time. Because it took you 95 hours... With kind of cheating. Kind of cheating? Yeah, the Reaper kill. That's not cheating. It's kind of cheating. No, it's not cheating. It's kind of cheating. Every game you grind in. I know, but that like killing him in that way is cheating. Completion hey, says put him 171 hours. I, what? 171 for Completionist. Uh, yeah, they put him disgusting. in the game just for that. No, that's not why they put him in there. He's supposed to be a challenge. He's kind of like a super boss. And we just, like, fucked him in the best way possible. Because you can news. only do it on, like, two specific days. No, 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 fake news. <laughs> it's cheaping, as Joe would put it. But that's that's exactly what that was. No, no, I disagree. No, that's what that was. It might have taken me the 105 hours to beat it if I didn't do that. Probably. And remember, I took I took two days off of work that final week. I know. I'm, and I I'm played, glad that I showed you that. And that I played. Way. 
And I played for four fucking days in a row, wake up to go to sleep to beat that game. Oh, man, what was my time? Was, I think it was like 88 hours and 40 minutes or something like that. It was disgusting. I was not. I was ill afterwards. Like I was, there was actually, I was, there was something wrong. I was sick. <laughs> well, you were drinking like monsters like crazy when you were playing that game. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a great site, and everyone should use it. It's a great resource to track your backlog, to track how much oh, you have we'll left. check it, like, all the time. We use it all the time. We f- refer to it constantly. And it only gets stronger when you guys use it. So, how long to beat.com? Log your, log your hog there. Two things I do when I beat a game. I go to how long to beat, I throw in the time, and I go to hogip.herokuapp.com, and I throw in the hog. And that's it. That's how I get my points, how I reaffirm my dominance, <laughs> and I move on with my day as a dominant male, as an alpha. So that's how you, that's how you go alpha, bro. You, all you betas, listen up. You can go alpha if you just go howlongtobeat.com and hogib.herokuapp.com. Hmm. So there you go. Mm. Craig, do we have a question? Uh, we do have a single question. Uh, do you really want to answer it though, since it's a review episode? No, I guess we don't have to. Fuck it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Give us some questions though. Uh, hashtag NudeClanQ on Twitter, or you can go to our website, um, NudeClan.net. Click on the forums, throw a question down there, and we'll get to you. Or use our Discord channel. Um, gonna do a tweet. I'll I'll, per- I'll, I'll tweet out a permanent uh, Discord invite code to the channel and pin that as our pin tweet so you guys can join the discord there's a lot of good stuff that goes on in there occasionally sometimes it's pretty dead but we're trying to build the discord up as like the the place for everyone because playstation chat is great but not everyone has playstation so let's let's use the discord as well um it's right. a good place for i've been on there people. too a little more recently so yeah yeah everyone's on there except for greg i'm on there sometimes yeah, I just like forgot that people were using it as like a chat room, so I like don't ever really check it. Yeah, that's that's why we got it. So, what am I looking at that for? Adding the nude clan. I don't remember what the email is. Anyways, even though I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Um, cool. So. All right, let's, let's talk. Uh, uh, let's talk. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Rated M for mature. Microsoft Game Studios. Not since Star Wars has there been a universe so full of wonder and awe. We face extinction. Rogue soldier leads an unstoppable force across the galaxy, and only you stand in his way. Is that the Allstate guy? No. Don't you understand? You've lost everyone you know and love. Everyone you will all die. Let's finish this. What is your humanity worth? 
Is submission not preferable to extinction? We just spotted a troop ship, and it's bleeding gas all over the bomb site. Can you hold them off? There's too many! I don't think we can hold them! I'm activating the nuke! I'm sorry, Ash. I had to make a choice. I understand. Activate the nuke in your game? Yeah. Is that for nubs? For me, it was uh, Caden who set the nuke on a timer to count down. You can choose who goes where uh, on the mission, and then you can save who, uh, like either one. Right. For me, Caden was on the nuke, and Ashley was running interference. Got left behind because the nuke was more important. I mean, Saren went there, of course, so that's where I needed to be. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right, so let's talk about Mass Effect. So Mass Effect is a action RPG. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, that first one's not an RPG. That's a shooter. No. And it's a bad shooter. The it's, sniping in that is so... It's an RPG. You can't tell me that that's a fucking... That the sniping... Twice. That thing is 100% an RPG. Well, no. the dialogue options, yeah. But. No, dude. No. It has fucking levels, ability points, fucking loot. It's not enough. You got a gun. It's a shooter. It's as far, fucking, as, far yeah. as, it's, as translating it a shooter... It's 100% an RPG. Into an RPG. I, at first, I was kind of... You know, wait, wait, about, wait. Is it, it's more RPG than Destiny. Never mind. I won't even ask. Yeah. It's, it's way more RPG than Destiny. Yes, it is. So, as, as <laughs> this is more going to be you know, later for gameplay and mechanics of it, but as far as taking the ability to aim and shoot into like an RPG where you get better over time if you invest experience into it, I feel like... That was a, a good way to, to go about it. It was frustrating to shoot certain weapons, but the the better you got at it, the easier it was. Yeah. Oh, is that why you're so... He's just a horrible sniper. Yeah. That's part of it, but sniping is also terrible. And so, so snipers are super powerful. And so, like, well, how are we going to make it uh, hard for you to actually snipe and make it actual skill to learn? Oh, well, let's make it, like, super crazy. And you can't even level up snipers until later most of the time still. Yeah, oh, wow. you, have to, you have to level up your assault rifle depending to a on point? what Depending on what uh, background you pick. Yeah. All right, so game came out November 20th, 2007. Um, obviously, the first in the series of Mass Effect games. We're up to, what, four now? Andromeda, is that the fourth? I think it is. So we've got one through three on origin and then andromeda well, is it yeah. canonical Andro- andromeda isn't really part of it oh okay so i guess a, one of the trilogy um developed by bioware published by microsoft game studios and ea directed by casey hudson um this is a big series oh yes yeah. so this is a big deal there was a petition uh a while back i remember when petitions you know started becoming a big thing for whiny <laughs> fucking crybabies where they petitioned the studio to rewrite rewrite the ending to Mass Effect 3 and it was like yeah. huge like a lot of people were so fucking mad about Mass Effect 3 and I'm like ah oh, these are probably the same guys that hated the ending to to fucking the Sopranos 
back in like 2009 or 2008 or whatever. They probably hate the ending to Thrones. Like, and they want to rewrite. I mean, but I, I there was Thrones. a DLC I, ending. To greatly disliked the guess, ending to like, Thrones. Yeah. Would changed. you sign up if you thought it could make a difference? Would you sign a petition to re- to have them redo Thrones? No, it's over. It's done. I'm so sad. I know it's it's like a, it's like a there's like a pre ending and a post ending life, right? Like if you think about it, you're like, man, it's over, and you're just like, fuck, it's over. Like it's it's and that's how. It, uh, Some of it's really I like where they went, but I don't like how they got there. It's a, it's a crime. It's, it kind of is, yeah. And then whatever studio or whatever the they wanted to do next, the people who they're de- you know developing that next show for should be extremely cautious about trusting them because what if they do the same thing to their show? Well, don't worry, they're doing a Star Wars trilogy, so it's already already not going to be that great. Because honestly, there are two great Star Wars movies, and they happened twenty years ago plus. There's the first Star Wars, and then there's Empire. Empire Strikes Back, and those are the two great Star Wars films. There are a couple good ones. There are co- there are multiple mediocre ones, and there are two to three bad Star Wars movies, and that's where we're at. So people saying that like, oh, they're going to go ruin Star Wars now? No, no, no. George Lucas ruined Star Wars. Yep. And then everyone following him has just been like shambling <laughs> along, like, look, it's Episode Four again. Look, it's a really, really shitty episode eight. <laughs> like, so yeah. But Bioware, I, I guess Andromeda is kind of hated, but I think Andromeda is hated for weird uh, reasons. Andromeda's like, graphics, I think, are the reason people don't like well, it's, it. Well, that, 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 that's I'm, the thing that I think. A lot is of people felt problem. like the combat was too watered down. Too mi- they went too Skyrim. For, I, I played it for like a few minutes, and it didn't feel too bad to me, but. So maybe it's like the know. Skyrim of Mass Effect, where like Skyrim's just super accessible, but then we're like, ah, in Oblivion, you could do like so much bullshit <laughs> yeah, dude, in Oblivion. I, that's what I fucking loved about Oblivion, dude. You could like make a staff, like your own like custom staff or your own custom spells. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I made a fucking spell that did like bullshit for no reason. Like exactly. Yeah. I, like there was one that I made a a, a fucking. It shoot a fireball that did one damage, but it had like a fucking range of sixty feet, so it would fucking like blow up the entire fucking town, and <laughs> but it would only do like one damage. And then I had another one that would like fucking. Uh, That's like Grand Theft Auto survival mode. Like in GTA Four, you yeah. go into the hospital and you just try to hold the cops off as long as you can. Yeah, like in Oblivion, they- you do that, and then you go into like a hallway and see if you can hold off the town horde because <laughs> they're all Dude- coming for you. <laughs> I had this other fucking bullshit spell that was like it did 15 points of fire damage, 15 points of uh, electric damage, 15 points of ice damage, 15 points of like the vampire thing to like steal health. And then it would give me a magic shield for like one second and then it would also summon a skeleton for one second. (laughs) <laughs> that's fucking stupid but yeah it's yeah, fun I, I just did it because like i so, could i wonder if andromeda the mods suffers for that too uh, i was watching uh someone created a spell that would um uh, basically ragdoll people and throw them down but then in the mod itself he uh added uh from monty python the little foot that comes down from the sky he added that to the animation where it went poof and stomp on people oh, nice <laughs> Nice. Uh, so I, I feel like Andromeda might have that same thing where like it just got too, too watered like, there, down. There maybe. was uh, yeah, where there's like so much you could do in the previous. Games it's weird though because the reaction to Skyrim landed. is like extremely positive. 
So I wonder maybe if it's just a different time or maybe it's just a different I don't know. There's a lot of people that still like didn't even like uh, Oblivion because Morrowind was the better one. But Yeah, I, I just think it's hipsters, douchebag hipsters. I mean, I do enjoy Skyrim a lot. There's a lot to love about it, but fucking just the the amount of shit you could do in oblivion and like the amount of unique items in oblivion were just like way better yeah because like in oblivion you can get a fucking ring that lets you walk on water and you can't do that shit in skyrim yeah that's true that's true so we're not here to talk about those though so maybe that's where the mass effect series went i don't know i haven't played and a lot of, i know a lot of people like andromeda so have you have you played mass effect i played it um i tried to do all of the quests and i'm still doing the like talk to all of the the like info droids in the first area that's where i got to <laughs> okay and then i couldn't find like one of them and i was like fuck this game I'm oh done. the keepers you're looking for all the keepers. yeah the okay. keepers yeah the knowledge guys so i barely i've barely played the first mass effect and i was considering you didn't even playing it go on your first like you didn't actually leave and do anything no yeah that's no. Uh, okay uh well this game was planned as a trilogy from the very beginning i guess so that's uh that's kind of cool really interesting like i don't think that many games they plan for that um, uh 50 cent bullet or 50 cent bulletproof was definitely planning for the, the blood in the sand sequel oh yeah yeah for sure yeah hmm you just 50, know it Fitty knows, yeah. Like at the very end, like you just, just see, it just had to. You just, you just see a guy. You just see a guy come in um, from a sandy area of the world, and it's just like, <laughs> and the credits roll. It's like, oh shit! There's a sequel. He's setting it up. It's like a Marvel, like setting it up for the scene. for the Arabic people to steal his fucking gems. <laughs> little little did people know, <laughs> Marvel got its after credit scenes from Fifty Cent Bulletproof. Exactly, yeah. Every time they do an after credit scene, Fitty gets like Fitty, Fitty K. <laughs> <laughs> that's their, that's their, that's their fucking their their deals. Like, give me Fitty, like dollars? No, thousand? Yes. Okay. So he's gotten rich off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, so I guess there was like 130 people <laughs> that were also involved in the development for this game too. Oh shit, that's a that's a pretty sizable a, team. Yeah, they had a really big team for it, and then uh, the game has 20,000 spoken lines of dialogue. <sighs> that seems like a lot. Oh man, and how many different voice actors? I'm not sure how many different. I mean, let me, ones, let me let me let me pull that stat up real fast. I imagine quite a few, but most of those are probably just from the different dialogue options that you have as Shepard, um, and then the responses. So it's probably mostly from the main crew and the like who you're talking to, um, and not just from like random encounters. But yeah, like every single character is voiced. A lot of those like random aliens you talk to will be like voiced by the same dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those elephant-looking dudes, right? Um, those guys, I think, have the same voice actor. But um, yeah, and then uh, the the look of the game, like that. So the cast, the it's safe to say the cast is the large. voice actors, right? Yeah, seventy-four. Nice for Mass Effect. That's that's quite a few. Yeah, the dialogue is equivalent to about twenty movies, according to the <laughs> the director. See, <laughs> or see stuff five like that, novels. man. Like stuff like that, you don't know, get in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you, you get like, three people. Doing well, it was four thousand lines. It was four people in Oblivion, and then it was like ten in Skyrim. Oh, so they they did a one hundred and fifty percent increase. 
I'm actually I'm pretty sure it's way more than that, but whatever, yeah. Uh, it's twelve. Twelve would be statistically way uh, more. I think I looked it up before and it said something like s- at least seventy, but I'm like, there's no way that's true. And you know what's uh what uh Mass Effect has that uh Skyrim doesn't? What's that? Seth Green. That's true. You know what it also has? A very, very influential draw from Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Yes, like the... Uh, <laughs> I could see that uh, while playing the it's game. It's the All only the, thing that movie's the visuals, influenced. The visuals and the feel of the game were heavily influenced by like the major sci-fi movies and weirdly Final Fantasy Spirits Yeah, Within. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's also a sci-fi, but it, I would not call it major. Like, I could uh, I could feel the Star Trek in it, and then, like, after having seen, like, after being one of the seven people who saw Spirits Within, like, you could definitely, like, see it in that game. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> What what else you got? What, what, what what's going on? That's pretty much it for like development stuff. Um, How long did it take to develop this, the first one? It took uh, just over three years for their first game. They started doing it like right after uh, I think Jedi Academy or something like that. It was one of the Star Wars games that Bioware made. It was like right after that they started uh, some pre-development on Mass Effect. And then they didn't get all those lines of dialogue in until, like, basically right before it was done. Because uh, there was so much that they had to do and record that they wanted to do. So Right. Nice. And then, of course, the sequel came out, like, three years after that. This was, like, 2007 for Mass, the first Mass Effect. Yeah, November 20th, 2007, and then yeah. 2010. And then 2012, I think, for Mass Effect 3? Yes, which wow. is also that's when, fantastic. That's also when it came out for PS3. Uh, it was 2012. They did like the, the Mass Effect collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, we unfortunately did you get the copy of Mass Effect? Did I load it to you? No. Or did I just buy one? I bought one. You bought one. Yeah. So we have one for the 360 that is now available as a giveaway game. Not. I mean, you probably already played it, but if you want to, it's here. So yeah, nice. we were gonna do the three pack, but. I feel like the three-pack was, like, when I said that, Alexa heard me and knew that I wanted it and then, like, changed the pricing because uh, it was, like, cheap. And then I looked again, and I'm like, oh, where's all the cheap three-packs? Like, they're gone. And, and Alexa's just over there with her little blue bar, like, whoa, whoa. There well, are no cheap. I can't allow you to do that, Caleb. I feel like if you try you to order to it from money. that one, it goes for the... The one that's advertised was usually the most expensive one. Yeah, and that it's like, like buy new and use for twelve bucks. If you look on bucks. Amazon, you have to like, yeah, you have to look at the use and new. Uh, otherwise, you find shit like. Um, how much is the not cheap one that you're looking at? It was like forty or plus, and I'm, I'm like, pretty sure I, I paid for, uh, twenty dollars for my three pack. See, I bought my yeah. three pack on PC for ten dollars, and that was like four or five years ago for all three of them. And the reason why I bought it on PC and not PS3. Is because you can't carry your character through all three games right. on PlayStation. You can only do it on the PC or Xbox, I believe. And I did that for Mass Effect too. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why would I? That's like one of the cool things about the game. So I'm gonna just do it on PC. And then I just didn't find the keepers, and I'm like, you know, I'd fuck this game. I'm not playing this game right now. 
which is super douche. And it's I should have played it with you guys, but uh, and dude, then the, the keepers like scanning all the, the keepers really doesn't do anything. No, I know it's I just mean, a side it's, quest. It's, I wanted to do it. A, though. It's a decent thing to do like right at the beginning for a couple of them because it gives you some okay XP. But then you get way more later for just doing random shit and killing dudes. I just did a whole bunch of the side quests outside of the Citadel that you got assigned side quest. Uh, by just random people inside of it. I did a lot of yeah. like the back and forth between the NBC stuff uh, just for the levels, and it was fun. Yeah. You also get like a lot of Paragon or um, Renegade points doing that shit. Yeah. Anyway, it's so a story. Uh, the story for the game is basically um, there's an attack on a human settlement called Eden Prime. Uh, you're sent to go figure out did what we, uh, happened. Want to get into any of the of the setting or the... What happened right before you take control of uh, Commander Shepard? Yeah, you guys could set it up. I mean, if you want to. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go in the recent history just basically for humans. So humans found on Mars uh, some uh, artifacts that were left there by the, is it like the Forerunners? The Protheans. The Protheans that the jump-started. Forerunners or something <laughs> like that in Halo. That start jump started uh, the human tech and started becoming spacefaring, and a part of it is they found tech for the mass relay and found a mass relay where the term wait wait mass wait they effect. found they found relics yeah on Mars you're telling me yeah from the transformers that obviously <laughs> was was it that relic or was it something else anyways <laughs> a portal to the Oh Port my god. They found they, <clears throat> so kind of like a almost like a stargate type of thing where these yeah, mass is. relays can forward you to another uh system within the Milky Way galaxy. And um the humans this is they're going to be important later, which is why I want to talk about the mass relays real fast. Um so the mass relays will take will basically is a way to go faster than light uh, FTL travel to another system within the galaxy and by doing so we humans were able to find new worlds and they were able to colonize new worlds um and then they found another mass relay uh and they were going to use it however another spacefaring alien race the saw the humans that they were going to activate this mass relay and decided to attack them. Those other spacefaring aliens were the Turians. This evolved into a first contact war for the humans, where the humans and the Turians fought. The Turians destroyed the, the, the human fleet that was going to use that mass relay, went to that world that was colonized by the humans and occupied it, and... Um, and were, you know, destroying it and destroying the humans on there. And then the humans responded with, came back with their their entire fleet and wiped out all the Turians who uh, had invaded and just destroyed them. And this was going to make the Turians retaliate in kind with their entire force. But they were soon stopped by the council because the, the Citadel found out and... We're like, oh, hey, look, humans are now on the playing field. Let's be friends with them now because they can provide us technology. Look, they have ships and stuff. And the Turians were super mad about that, which is why there's some hate or you know racism between humans and Turians because of that brief first contact war um, that you'll kind of find out about through the game. And so that's how the humans are now 
in on the council, not not part of the council, but now they have a, a diplomat uh, embassy within the citadel, um, this large uh, ancient artifact that all the intelligent races are yeah, now it's occupying. It's kind of like the central government for like the these group of aliens that are yep. and then the, the galaxy. The citadel the is UN, is older basically. than any of the it's 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 uh, Protheans, older than the Protheans they they know and then but you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> Wait, so is this place just yeah, as useless as the UN? <laughs> huh? Sometimes I, I remember it, like it actually being pretty useless, actually, because those guys got away with a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah they never help you. <laughs> they, you just report to them. They never give you any sort of assistance. God damn it. Okay. The um, only assistance they give you is they give you a Spectre status and let you buy, like, Spectre weapons. And so... Oh, okay. And so they're so, arms dealers as well. And so well, you find out... not really. And so, yeah, so it's just the council and the super old building and that for some of these, this alien species, the keepers, the things that you were scanning are the ones that keep it running for some reason, but they can never communicate with them and they don't bother them because they keep the place going for whatever reason. No one knows. No one knows. Um, but yeah, so now you cut to um, another one of the human colonies being attacked. And so you and um, Colonel Shepard... Colonel Shepard, Commander Shepard. Yeah, I always uh, want to call him Colonel too. Colonel Colonel, Colonel Shepard is Shepherd. is uh, from Stargate Atlantis, but uh, Commander Shepard and his team are whisked over to Eden Prime to investigate and find out that the Geth are attacking um, this planet uh, the humans have colonized. And during this mission, no, that's the next mission. Yeah. So you you go in and you find out is this the one where this where that uh, Turian Spectre's with you? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. where uh, that guy is. Yep. Yeah. So a Turian Spectre and Spectres are basically a special task force that can operate outside of the law. Yeah, they're basically like a uh, black ops unit that are like more important. Yeah, this is basically they've given this entity the ability to do what they think is right and operate outside the law. They answer only to the council. Correct. So and uh, and so he's supposed to be there to observe uh, Shepard's actions uh, during this conflict because he's being considered for the Spectres. Um, so Commander Shepard and his team drop down. He immediately loses a guy who, you know, promptly forget about later. <laughs> um, and then you and one of your teammates, Caden, advance through investigating and destroying Geth. And then you pick up another teammate, Ashley, on this planet because her uh, squad was wiped out, whom she promptly forgets about. And then you move forward and you discover... No, do you, you don't discover. You hear about it. So... Separately, that Turian who was there to uh, investigate to see how well you do, he drops in somewhere else and he finds out that Saren, another Turian specter, is there as well and ends up shooting him in the back. And then Commander Shepard hears about this uh, from an eyewitness of that account. And so you're like, well, why is he here? Why is the Geth here? And that leads you to the Prothean Beacon. Beacon, yeah. The Prothean Beacon, which soon zaps. Commander Shepard, full of imagery and information from the Protheans, yeah, like but he can't make sense of it. And so that's kind of where the game actually begins. The story begins. Yeah, and so right after that, you uh, you kind of go back to um, the Citadel, and you guys go like, "Hey, Saren, you know, fucking betrayed everybody. Like, what the fuck is going on?" So they take it to the Council. Council doesn't believe him because he's a Spectre. Uh, and of course, because racism, and then um, 
they have to go gather some evidence on the Citadel, which eventually leads them to uh, a Corian named Tali, who has who happens to have taken a uh, piece of video, uh, voice recording of Saren basically confirming that he was behind the Eden Prime attack. Uh, then the council essentially sends uh, Commander Shepard, now a Spectre, after, after Saren. Yeah. So they find out um, that now you have evidence, and they go ahead and promote you to Spectrehood to help you investigate more, because it takes a, a Spectre to investigate another Spectre. Yeah. Um, through this, you also find um, Rex and Garrus, two other permanent additions to your team. Um, as you go Both about, of them being the greatest teammates ever, especially investigating Rex. the going on, the goings on uh, within the Citadel. Um, and so now you are able to leave with them and begin investigating and following Saren. Um, one thing that kind of bothered me just a little bit is now that Commander Shepard is a Spectre, he should no longer be Commander Shepard because Commander Shepard is a U.S. It's a World Alliance rank. Or just Shepard. And the World Alliance is loaning their ship Normandy to uh, Spectre Shepard. I guess they call him Commander because that was his status in the human army. Right, that was his rank, but he's no longer like they make this a point later that he's 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 a human, but he's no longer an alliance asset. He's part of the he's a council asset, so he should he should no longer have a human alliance rank, is my opinion. Yeah, true. That's just one nitpicky thing, but anyway, so they send him to one of uh, three places. You can choose basically how you start, but... Uh, yep, so three different places that you can start out your investigation. One of the places is Pharos, where you find out that uh, Saren ship Sovereign has mind control powers. Uh, another place that you go to is uh, Novaria, where you find Matriarch Benezia, one of the cohorts of uh, Saren. Um, you find out that she's being mind controlled, kind of, by Saren. And you also find out that that's where they were trying to breed an army of these a uh, existent. Uh, no, not yet. Okay. It, it's the uh, part where they Rachni. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they're trying to peak fifteen. Or yeah, 47. peak fifteen. Yeah, and then they're trying to breed an army of these. Uh, a lot of backstory, a lot of lore there yeah. too that you could get into if you want, but it's not divulged in the, the game itself. Yeah, these, really. these Rachni, and then uh, after that, there's another place you can go to um, for the dig site of the of. The dick site? Yeah, dig. dick site. Uh, Isn't that uh, part of the game too, though? Your dick sites? Basically. Um, there's a... For uh, Liara, that Sony... Seed. That's more like game player. She happens <laughs> oh, to be true. the that's daughter cool. of Benezia. Um, and yeah. Benezia gives you... Th- so oh, that dig site, that's where you find Liara. Yeah. Uh, also, Benezia helps Shepard with some mind shit. So she like gives him the cipher to kind of understand the beacon more. Um, that comes later. That no, comes... There's, there's another part with Liara that does that more, but that's what happens. With Liara Benezia. tries to help. You know, she re- she does her mind meld they, with you. They and she all reads do that, it. yeah. Uh, but he he needs the key to the cipher, and that's what he gets later. I totally played more he, of this. That's what he gets with uh, Benezia. No, not Benezia. Benezia's uh, one of her. No, Benezia gives him the cipher, dude. That was like she connects. Remember, she connects to him with her mind. You, you remember the uh, planet before with you the, with destroy the, her with the with the giant sentient plant that was mind controlling people. Yes, and that clone you kept fighting over and over again. She's the one who gives you the key to understand 
you're right. Okay, yeah. But Benezia does do something to you, and I can. She will. She exactly helps a little bit, then. yeah. But all right, and then yeah. So you get uh, you get Benezia's daughter uh, Liar, and uh, she helps you um, with some mind shit mm-hmm. uh, because she also is like the leading person on the Protheans. Um, and then after that, you go to is it Vermeer? Uh, Vermeer, yeah, that's the one. Where you have to like fight the Geth off, uh, where you have to leave one of the, your teammates behind. I believe that's next. Yes. Okay, so the, you find out where Saren's base of operations is. Basically, is on Vermeer. Yep. Um, and so you have to get there, uh, and you're gonna like nuke it. Essentially, is the plan. Um, and then as the story goes along, um. You have to make a whole bunch of decisions that affect direct members of your party. And part of this is one of your best followers, Rex, who's a Krogan. Yeah. Krogans, um, They're suffering they became from a genetic uppity. disease. They became uppity at one point in the past and were wiping other species out. So the Turians worked with the Salarians. Turians are more militaristic. Salarians are very intelligent. And they created what they called the genophage, which is this disease that attacks the genetics of Krogans. So to they where, can't really breed. So it makes it to where a lot of births will fail due to inabilities to, del- to deliver and stuff like that, which effectively stops the Krogans from breeding as quickly as possible. The original intent was to make it so they would you know not breed super fast and not you know but now they can't fix it but then krogans don't really care about they like to go fight and kill people and you know earn money through mercenary work instead of like really breeding all the time yeah and so they kind of fuck themselves over a little bit too with that yeah the krogans are basically dying out and so what saren is doing is he's trying to breed an army of krogans because he's found a uh, cure for the genophage Cure with quotes. Yeah. Um, And Rex is really freaking out about this because he's like, hey, we can't destroy this like you guys are planning because it's the cure for my people. We need this. He's like, well, yeah, we could do that. But uh, remember, your people would end up being brain-controlled slaves of Saren, so that wouldn't be a great Um, idea. It was more along the lines of, hey, you know, Saren's evil, like, I understand, and I'll help you find it, but we we don't have the time here. We we need to destroy this place. Yeah. And so, if you, depending on how you make the choices there, um, that'll affect whether or not uh, Rex will come with you or not. Yeah, you'll either kill him right then and there, or uh, he'll keep joining you. Yeah. Which uh, I saved him because uh, I, I didn't did want to lose the best party member in the game. And then sometimes you feel a little like scared about the choices because they do affect the game. But the choices but are like you you kind of know at the same time. you kind of know what choices to pick to get the outcome you want. It's not like like super like it, it's pretty obvious, guessing especially what if you have like high paragon or renegade you get like separate options right. which will be but i was never high enough renegade or or, or or paragon to actually effectively choose any of those answers ever i'm like i'm pretty high i'm really high paragon but i still can't pick this 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 option yeah for some reason some of those are, are like ridiculous they require insanely high amounts yeah um but yeah, so you end up um, nuking the place. Uh, you get into uh, Saren's ship, 
of Sovereign, you find out that it's actually one of the Reapers that the Geth worship. Um, um, and so part of this is now that you have the code to really decipher what's in your mind, Liara helps you find out that the Protheans of the Beacons is a warning of the Reapers. Um, the Reapers are this very ancient AI machine race that will wake up every so often to wipe out every fifty thousand years. I guess is what it was to wipe to out just, most of organic life. life. Yeah, um, and they will do this. No one knows why. Um, and then you find out, and that, they never explain why, and that's kind of irritating. And then you find out that Saren had found this Reaper, and Saren had originally thought that hey, he could use this Reaper for his own benefit. And that's how Saren was able to actually recruit the Geth, who look at the Reaper as a form of their god, their, like their deity. Yeah. Of um, uh, a, a super intelligent AI, which is now why Saren's able to coordinate an attack with the, the Geth. Um, but slowly over time, uh, when he's trying to recruit people, like Benezi originally tried to side with uh, Saren as a way to try to influence him back to a good path. But over time, she was slowly bent against her will to operate and move with Saren. And you're finding out that the Reapers can, to some extent or another, uh, kind of brainwash you and force them, force, you know, organic matter under their own willpower. Yeah. And now you're beginning to realize that Saren might not actually be in, in as much of control of his actions as he thinks he is. Um, but then he, you find out he totally is. No, it's it's it it's very subtle, but he is no longer. In control well, he of his mentions actions. he mentions that uh, if you they're like completely under uh, sovereign's control, they lose like efficiency, which is why Saren is being saved because like he's still efficient, so they he's completely. I still controlled. feel like that Saren is controlled there's but probably some extent there's of, probably some control but he's definitely not in control not, of the he's definitely not in control he's not one of the indoctrinated he's definitely not in control but he's uh still being brainwashed so yeah and so that's what you find out that what's happening and this whole time you're going back to the council with your findings and time after time they refuse to believe your story just because you're the only one reporting it they have no other substantiated evidence of it yeah. Uh, and so Sovereign reveals that uh, the Reapers are like outside the Milky Way and they're just like waiting to use um, uh, the relays so they can destroy everything. Um, and then uh, so you like got to choose who you want to save between like uh, your teammates of Ashley or Caden. Right. Uh, because you have to like leave one of them behind because they everybody got separated. So you had uh, one of your team member join the distraction to pull the Geth away t- to them. So you and a smaller team could uh, covertly you know, insert yourselves into Saren's base, set up the nuke. And then there comes a moment where you need to choose. Do you go and help save the the individual that's setting the nuke or do you go and help save the person uh, doing the distraction? And after you make that choice, you will then have your first boss battle with Saren. What did you guys choose? What do you mean? Who did you choose to live? Uh, I chose Ashley because I was banging her. And Camp, Camp Camp chose Caden. I chose Caden because I'm banging, banging him. him. And, <laughs> and, and, no, be, and because you can't a- do Ashley is pretty I, racist. I didn't like Ashley from the beginning. pretty aggressive about it. Yeah. Until like you work through her shit. 
So So you liked her more? Uh, not really. I was mostly doing it for the romance option because I did the other one um, my first playthrough. Um, so yeah, you, when you forget Saren, Saren kind of tells you that the reason he joined up with Sovereign in the first place was to try and save as many organic life as possible because he knew that fighting against the Reapers would be suicidal uh, yeah suicidal essentially and so he's like yeah i just went with the most logical path because uh we gotta save it is some better of i mean they said that line in in the trailer it is better to be subservient than to go extinct yeah um and then so liar after that is able to find the conduit which is like the next thing that they need to find for like more visions or whatever. Um they need to find the conduit because, because and then uh so the conduit um is actually the thing that connects uh this whole thing back to the citadel. Um the conduit is on the old Prothean or I don't know if it's the homeworld or just the Prothean um sperm bank that just holds all the <laughs> frozen proteins. <laughs> um but the conduit you can't get to it easily because the mass relay that uh that takes you to that particular system had been set adrift at one point and is now um and they didn't know where it was until they found out that it was smack dab in the middle of a nebula or something like that. Yeah. And it was dangerous to go use it. Yeah, so it's on a world called Ilos. Um, yeah, and then sh- uh, that's where Shepard finds out that the Citadel uh, is actually a huge mass relay station that the Reapers are planning to use to uh, invade the galaxy. And as you're learning about it, as you go to Ilos, um, and you're chasing Saren through the through the you know the old planet, you were taken off to the side by an old AI um, that the Protheans had made, and he tells you the 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 end of the Protheans basically, and that how they had discovered that the um, the Reapers had actually made the Citadel and made the mass relays, and their goal is to um, orchestrate the way uh, the technology evolves among sentient species in a way that they set down. Because they want them to use find the citadel, they want them to use the citadel. They want their government formed there just to yeah, make it that much to easier to the exterminate mass them. Yeah, uh, and they're like, we do this for no particular reason that we'll care to tell you because we are beyond your understanding. <laughs> well, a little bit of that, but they also want to dictate your the human progression, just so every time they come back, that there's no surprises. Basically, that they use the technology that's provided and the science that's provided and there's no reason to find anything else. Yeah. And so every time the Reapers come back, that's exactly the same story for them every time. And so you find out that there's a different version of the mass relay from the conduit. Um, and then you, oh yeah, yeah. You find out that uh, from the Protheans that the few scientists that lived, um, that they were able to keep alive. They, use the conduit to go back to the uh, citadel because they find out that the keepers are the ones that uh, send the alert to the reapers out into uh, deep space to, to cue the next calling. And so they go back and do something to make it to where the keepers uh, no longer can receive that signal to send, you know, to notify the rest of the reapers about it and preventing a, next calling or at least uh, slowing it down yes 
And so at this time, you find out about it. You're still chasing Saren, but now you need to go to that uh, conduit or the smaller uh, Mass Effect relay that will take you directly into the center of the Citadel. Yeah, and so Saren plans to attack the Citadel so he can undo all that shit so yep. they can uh, bring all the Reapers in. Correct. Uh, which is basically then where you fight all the Reapers, or you fight like a shitload of Geth. Uh, you have like the entire fleet try and fight off Sovereign uh, while you fight uh, Saren inside the Citadel. Um, after you kill uh, Saren, Sovereign reanimates his corpse to attack you again. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like uh, the humans are reinforced by other aliens of the um of the thing to destroy the reaper and then so yeah so what happens in, in, as far as the space battle stuff goes with some more choices um when you when you use the conduit to come back in um the reaper ship uh what's it called again sovereign sovereign yeah so sovereign and a whole bunch of geth ships attack um the citadel and the defending fleets including the asari uh flagship the ascension are now defending the citadel and they try to evacuate the council on the ascension as well um as the space fight goes on you outside of the citadel you're fighting inside and you try to close the citadel before the before uh any of the geth or anything can get through the Reaper ship. Sovereign. Sovereign. <laughs> come, comes inside and latches onto basically the tip of the Citadel where, you know, where you're at. Um, Man, I can't believe you can't remember that dude's name. Like, Sovereign, I know. He's, he's such a badass. Like, when you're talking to him, he's like, I am Sovereign. And so now you're fighting... Uh, now you're fighting... Uh, uh, Saren. Saren and Sovereign get and you kill him, together. and then you do the whole classic. Go make sure he's really dead, and he's not. Yeah, really so you dead. shoot it. You shoot him because I've had a few upgrades. Oh no, he's totally dead. Sovereign is the one that. Yeah, and then Sovereign. Him. So basically, you're fighting Saren first, then Saren dies, and now Sovereign has has taken over. And now you're fighting Sovereign. Um, although I really like that part where you're trying to get back to the the council room, the part where you have to go outside of the ship and you're fighting outside. Yeah, that was that, that was a lot of fun. Um, anyways, you go back in uh, and then you open up after you fight and destroy Sovereign. You open up the Citadel again, so now the you know other ships can attack uh, Sovereign. Uh, before that, you have a decision to tell. Um, your fleet to either protect the Ascension and the council members that are on it, or you can tell them to ignore it and just attack Sovereign. Um, That choice really only affects your life in the next game. In this game, it doesn't really have any effect because you're still going to fight and kill Sovereign. But that's just a choice you can make a Paragon or a good choice. Uh, But then uh, Joker comes in, leads the attack on Sovereign now that he's finally vulnerable. And... uh, Human Alliance and the Council or whatever the group of aliens are called, everyone involved, destroy Sovereign and yay. 
Yeah, and then you choose, uh, and then they're like, yeah, humanity is ready to uh, join the council. You, who, uh, which, who do you recommend? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, I bet your words are going to carry a lot of weight with uh, you know, with us on who you pick, so who do you want? And then and then you have a choice between you can the choose douchebag U- uh, ambassador Udina or... Yeah, you can choose Udina, you can choose... Or Alpha or let Udina Fighter. pick somebody, or you can pit, pick... Um, uh, Captain Anderson, your disgrace Alpha Captain. Anderson. <laughs> the fucking no, alpha male Anderson. Dude, freaking when that, that one uh, cutscene where like Anderson punches fucking Udina yeah. and knocks him out so he could use his computer. Yeah. Fucking sweet. So you can, <laughs> there's two choices there too. You could tell him to uh, uh, let the Normandy out by uh, sneaking to C-Sec and getting it uh you know, manually undoing the override, which he'll get shot, but he won't die. Um, or he can go in and rescind the lockdown order from Udina's computer by punching Udina in the face. It seems kind of refreshing that we have a game that actually takes your choices into account. Because, like, Telltale will play with it, and then it'll be like, oh, well, there's this stream of story. And this one, it sounds like it does it, too, because there's a part where you choose which character lives and dies. Uh, yeah. But that's, like, in, in every way. time in Telltale. It's like... Character A has I feel like this track. Character B has were, this track. They were touching on making your choices count, but a lot of like but a lot of repercussions for those choices don't happen until the second game. Oh, yeah. really? The, oh, okay. fir- the first game's choices kind of don't really matter until you continue the story. I mean, I guess it adds games. replayability, but if it doesn't, yeah, okay. Yeah, so a lot of so it's a lot of it. Still kind of because it's basically yeah. like oh certain characters won't be with you in the second game or like oh certain ca- choices you made in the first game like well, drastically effect. affect so, like, like what you're if doing you don't, in the second game if you don't save the council in the first game the second game then there's a lot more racist tension and violence yeah and then like if you don't pick uh, Captain Anderson as the um, the member of the council for the humans. Then you don't get your status, your specter status. But it's back. not in the second game. It's not actually like really your specter. Wait, so you guys have like played the second game too? I've, I started the second. Game. Oh, okay. it's like an honorary I've, specter. I played the second one before, yeah. Um, but in I feel like it's it's good. They touched a lot on choice. Um, a lot of the decisions you you can make really just affect your relationship with your crew uh, in particular. Um, but you can com- you can be a complete and total asshole in the whole game and still get the same ending. The yeah, same a lot of the, really? a lot okay. of the renegade choices are mostly for comedy. I feel like because yeah. <laughs> you're basically um, just end up being. And the second game, though. The reason why I think a lot of people think the second game of the series is by far the best is your choices really do make a fucking every, impact. Yeah, every choice in that game really matters, and they really went hardcore with the moral choices in that yeah. one, too. Yeah, because, like, Fable, it's cool because you have the choice, but it doesn't really matter. Like, there's different endings, yeah. but it's like, there's a good ending, there's a bad ending, and there's a meh, you know, you were kind of an okay guy ending. Yeah, but, uh, the, it also affects, like, your crew members in the second game, where, like, yeah. there's characters that are more on the renegade it's, side, yeah. and if you want to be more friendly with them, you have to be more of a dick. Well, oh, okay. no, well, because you can still be, you, it is, so each character, you can, you know, be you um, and make your own choices, but you can interact with that character the way they want you to interact with them, and you can still build up. In the second game, you can build up loyalty with your crew members, and that actually affects the outcome of who lives and who dies at the end of it, basically. But, anyways, that story for the first Mass Effect game. Do you have any questions in already um, about the story? I mean, it sounds it sounds really interesting. It it sounds pretty sci fi. You know, it's got it's it kind of has like a. 
almost like a new, well, not new Star Wars trilogy, but like prequel kind of political feel to it. There's a lot more yeah. going on behind the scenes. Um, I like the the intrigue in the game. Um, I, I did play past that part, actually. I'm remembering like finding people and going in like, there's the pod things and the dudes coming at you. I don't know. I, I remember yeah, the, the the basically the flood plant. Yeah, it little, was like little, the flood. Oh, yeah. you went to Navaria? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a part where you're on this big long walkway with a sniper, and it's just atrocious to use. <laughs> I was you like, don't have God, to use the sniper. Well, they were so far away though, and I was like, oh, this is the perfect time. And I zoom no, in, dude, and it's pistol. like, and it's like pistol. flying everywhere. And I'm like, Did, how do you this hit this playthrough? I found out pistol is oh, yeah. just as OP as it is in Halo. Oh. Cameron, it's, if you got pistol, pistol shotgun combo, if you that got pistol with. OP, yeah, then you're going to be just fine in Drake's Fortune because the pistol is yeah. the ultimate weapon in that game. We'll see. It's still going to okay. be better in Drake's Fortune just because you, it's you, a fucking cover base shooter and because not an RPG. You, you, you point and you shoot and you shoot, you know, but and you hit what you're aiming at. But in Mass Effect, it's all about chance. So you could hit within your reticle, and your reticle is always large. That's how it is. Yeah, with the pistol, like too. it's fucking tiny, and you have so many shots, dude. You can shoot so many times in that gun, and it shoots as fast as you can pull the trigger. Oh, that's you can so actually fast. hold it down and just do automatic pistol fire. Really? Yeah, you didn't you know just that. Do that with every pistol? Uh-huh. You'll overheat faster, but yeah. Oh, I just kept pressing it. But see, that's what you do when you do the uh, the uh, <laughs> as far as gameplay. So should we just hop into gameplay? I could just see Craig like uh, I, I'm just remembering all the times where he's like, "Dude, I got so much gold that match in Age of Empires," and I look at my gold and it's like nineteen thousand, and his is like three thousand. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Craig." <laughs> I could just see him like I can shoot this gun so fast. It's just um, so <laughs> it's like this is uh, a mini gun. We can jump hands. into a little bit of, of gameplay to where um, when you pull it down, it's a cover-based, uh, well, sort well, of a cover-based cover shooter. It's third person. I mean, what are you guys doing? You, you guys to get absolutely fucked. It's more of a tactical-based okay, yeah, yeah, shooter. Okay, yeah, yeah. We have to give story. What do you give the story, though, out of 10? Okay. Nine out of 10. Uh, yeah, nine out of 10. It's a really good story, although there is some stuff that bothers me. Uh, like the way that the game is set up, it doesn't really like it, the first part lets you choose where you want to go as a like a freedom to the player kind of thing, but it doesn't uh-huh. really connect anything. For instance, um, when you get the character Liara, who happens to be Benezia's daughter, you never tell her that you murdered her mom if you do that fir- fucking per- first part. Uh, so as far as gameplay goes, when you go to land somewhere, you can pick who comes with you. And Liara is one of the uh, teammates you can choose to come with you. And a part of it, the, that mission, uh, when you go to you know interrogate Benezia, if you have Liara come with you, there's a whole dialogue between the two of them, and you know the you know mother daughter stuff, and they talk about, and you can do that mission without Liara. It's totally fine to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's where some of the replay value is, depending on who, which teammates you take, you open up different dialogue options. Yeah, you can just do different stuff. But like, uh, this time, like, uh, or, well, every time I play it, I usually do it first because I hate that mission. But anyway, uh, fucking, you, yeah, you never tell Liara what happens so to her mom. so he went in and killed... Yeah, so like, I basically just murdered Le- uh, Benezia, and then like we were just like all buddy buddy with Liara, and I was like, well, like you you're never gonna mention that you fucking straight up killed her mom, like just 
Okay. It's funny because... And then there was literally a cutscene yeah. with Ashley where she's like, you know, we're going to have to tell her that we killed her mom and that's going to suck. And then it just never happened. It just never... I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I mean, she must have found out through context because you mentioned it later. Yeah, she's but she's around. like, she's still super friendly and I'm like, <laughs> okay, we just never had this chat and I'm glad that you're, bit of totally, you're totally fine with it. Uh, yeah, so like, I wish the the choices mattered a little more in that kind of sense. Like, there should be some tension between um, uh, these characters, especially if like you don't talk to them about it. Yeah, like I talked to her and like it never came up. So I was like, okay, well then, fine. I guess we're just never gonna mention that that happened. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then like the whole sovereign thing, like their motivations behind what they're doing. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter that you don't find out in the first game i'm yeah. sure like you do in the third one but like you do I'm, i mean they were speculating like, i mean i mean in this game itself during the story they do speculate why they're doing this are they harvesting do they need supplies yeah, like, do they need slaves yeah, yeah they what's always, the purpose they always say that but i'm like but then they're like but it doesn't really matter and then sovereign I mean, if you and pull then it sovereign down to it, was like doesn't really matter why you know just well, stop yeah, i know but then like uh, sovereign's also like yeah you don't need to understand because we are beyond you and i'm like this is the laziest thing it's not ever i mean heard. it's always stupid when you catch the villain monologuing and giving the whole plan and reason why well i know but if he's totally going to destroy you all anyway like what's the fucking point like and and it's just like they don't need a reason. They're beyond you. Yeah, but he's like, I'm going to tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, he just gonna, told you that, Well, bro. he's just like, I'm going to tell you a bunch of shit, and then I'm going to tell you that, yeah, you, but you wouldn't understand, because I'm beyond you. Well, what if his, what if their he technology gave, intelligence is far beyond shit, yours? Lo- he gave them a shitload of information anyway, and then he was just like, yeah, but I won't tell you why. Because it's beyond you. It is beyond you. It's Craig's like, I'm sick of people saying that. Do you think uh, when aliens make first contact and uh, start to no, I destroy the like, shit out of us that they're going to tell us why they're doing it? No, I just don't like him being like, I'm going to do this and this. <laughs> and we'll be beyond you. And I'm doing this and this. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd be the same thing. that They'd be like, hey, He's, we're going to kill you no, because you don't need you, to know. He gives you his plans. Like when you talk to Sovereign, he tells you what he's going to do. But then he's like, but I won't tell you why because it's beyond you. And I'm like... Okay, so you're going to tell us exactly what you're doing, exactly the monologuing you just talked about, but he's not going to give me any motivation for it. He's just like, yeah, we're doing it because we're evil, I guess. Maybe, possibly. Mm. But you don't know because it's beyond you. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, it's really good. I like fucking Rex. He had a lot of uh, yeah, character so. development if you save him. Uh, a brief and uh, just over time he becomes he, he get he's less of a thug and is more like yeah I'm, i i do what i have to kind a, of guy a brief overview of the gameplay um when you start out uh you can do character creation change the look of your soldier uh character you want you can do male shepherd or female shepherd um and then you can female pick your shepherd is fem shep yeah well, that's shorthand for female shepherd. Thank you, Craig. Um, and yeah, then they don't, they don't call male shepherd male shep. They just call him shep. They just call him shepherd. Yeah, isn't he canonically male, or yes. is it not? Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh oh, uh oh. No, I'm just kidding. And then you can still choose Schweiz. 
you could pick the background, <laughs> and the background kind of dictates um, how your you know what abilities Trippers has and what arms he's like firearms he's proficient in the rest of the game. And so you it lists them all. It said like soldier, infiltrator. Um, basically, uh, soldier just makes you, you make it so you can be proficient with any gun you want to be proficient in, and that's what I picked for my first playthrough. Um, but other things like infiltrator will you know give you two different weapons that you can be proficient in, but then it'll open up tech abilities to you or biotic abilities to you. I went with the one that was like the tech biotic mix. And with those abilities, uh, biotic abilities, you can manipulate biotic material around you. You can freeze people. You can paralyze people. You, you can, can like knock them down. Tech can, abilities will allow you to um, hack overshield, into things, hack into uh, weapons and things, shield, yeah. shield and stuff like that. Um, but the beauty of this game is um, you can pick your shepherd, but then you can design your fire team around the play style that you want and have team members who are proficient in things that you are not. And I think that's yeah. really cool um, uh, uh, as a part of it. Yeah, like Rex is a fucking tank that's a beast with shotguns yeah. and can so create Rex like, is combat power and, and tech. Yeah, and then uh, no, you know, no Rex is combat power and biotic strength, and then, yes, and then Garrus, Garrus is, is, tech is like sniping and, and techs, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, tech stuff. So yeah. Garrus is the infiltrator. Um, I forget what uh, Rex is, um, d- but anyways, um, the whole it, this whole thing lets you or wants you to take fighting a little a little slower, a little more step by step, and think it out. Um, you have a three-man team. Your characters can go down in the fight, but they'll get up, get back up after the fight's over. Um, you can outfit. You can uh, outfit uh, yourself with different armors, um, and you can level up your armor ability depending on what background class will dictate the highest level armor you can use. Soldier has heavy human uh, armor available to use. Um, then you have add-ons to your armor to make it do one other thing a little bit better um you have all these different weapons a handgun shotgun uh assault rifle uh sniper rifle grenade launcher grenade launcher no, no just you, grenades you just have grenades yeah and then depending on how good the weapon is it'll affect its damage it's able to output but it also lets you um have more slots so you can modify the ammo with it you can modify the recoil you can modify um the heat dissipation which affects how many shots you can yeah. do before it overheats and depending on like the background you pick like i had the biotic tech fusion thing uh, I, was able to, I was able to equip an Omni tool and a biotic amp, um, which also do that stuff, but they boost which increase, your, increases your tech your skill and your biotic skills, yeah. And then as you play through the game, and you'll level up, and same with your... Uh, your teammates, your fire squad. One thing to note um, is you don't have to take out everyone in, that you can take out and level up individually. Everyone levels up at the same rate. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about you haven't used so-and-so in a while. They're going to be underpowered. You can just quickly throw their points to where you want them to level up. And so each uh, character you have has their own special ability that they can do like uh rex has a battle master that you can level up that helps him in a very specific way um garris has a turian agent that you can level up that helps him specifically and i feel like that's the most important thing to get up for each individual character um but then for each weapon that you want to specialize in um you can put points into there which helps you increase the amount of damage you are uh, you can output it with that weapon damage and accuracy. and accuracy and then as you which level is up really important because it like lessens the reticle and the 
and yeah. with the snipers, it like lessens the shake. The shakiness, yeah. And the more you uh, level up at a certain weapon, you'll unlock abilities um, that you can use with that weapon. And so really, um, during combat, um, in the pause menu, you can actually tell um, your side characters whether or not you want them to use their abilities automatically or if you, you want them to wait for you to tell them when and how to use their abilities. Yeah, and there's also like a tactical menu that you can bring up yeah. um, that allows you to tell your guys whether you want them to go and attack stuff or if you want them to rally around you yep. or to stay in position. Um, if you want them to use a certain weapon because everybody can use one of four. Yep. Um, and then there's another thing that lets you choose which ability you want them to use at that particular moment. Yep, if they have already used it because you told them to. Yeah, they, they have cooldowns um, and stuff like that. So, um, And then Shepard, um, because he's a specter, he has special abilities um, like Unity, yeah, which makes it so he can revive fallen teammates. Yeah, it's basically just the one ability that gets leveled up, but it revives both of your fallen teammates if they're both dead. Yep, gives them a certain amount of health, and then like at, uh, I think at max is like full shield. And then one of the uh, since I went pistol shotgun chap, um, I got the I think it's uh, overkill for the pistol shotty chap. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, with, like a rapper. with the overkill ability, it uh, increases your accuracy with the pistol, <laughs> increases your firing speed with the pistol, and makes it so during the whole duration of that ability, your pistol doesn't overheat. And so it basically becomes a machine pistol at that point. Oh, yeah, and like that shit becomes crazy. And so that's when you hold it down, you have infinite fire. You just hold it down. And you can do the same thing without it, uh, overkill going on, but you're less accurate while doing it, and you overheat real fast. Oh, man, the pistol... It takes um, forever to overheat too, which is just yeah. Why if you just burst so, firing, it's, it's so great. beastly, dude. And uh, when I first started playing this game a while ago on the Xbox, I didn't really understand this mechanic, and it took me a second to understand the mechanic again this time. But one super important thing about weapons is you make sure you're fucking using the modified ammunition that's good against the type of people you're fighting. It makes a fucking world of difference. And there oh, yeah. is a list of special ammos you can use. Um, if you're fighting There's against like- Geth, you want armor piercing. If you fight against uh, organics, you want something that um, will either you know decay them or you know with uh, radiation damage or toxic damage and stuff like that. Or shredder rounds, which rip apart organic um, material. I went with like the corrosive like every time just because yeah. like it added a poison stat uh which affected everybody and it was amazing um i ended up only uh using at near the end when, when i had it was incendiary rounds because yeah. that would burn both mechanics and flesh alike pretty yeah, well i i had incendiary and i didn't too. have to worry about keep swapping it back and forth oh man it would just keep burning and burning and just yeah, damn dot damage on people killing Dude, behind cover and stuff like so that good. And so, yeah, and each weapon has its own special, you know, range to use it again. Of course, anything that was medium and further, I would use pistol, and I would hotkey my shotgun to my other one. So if they charged in, because Krogans are wont to just charge straight into you, you pull out your shotgun, get some hammerhead rounds in that, because it has a lot more knockdown power. So you could quickly knock them down and put another cap on them as they're laying out on the ground. Yeah. Really useful during that uh, that plant fight and all those zombies after you because mm-hmm. those do a whole bunch of toxic damage to you which make you take a lot more damage later. Um, knock them down, kill them before they can explode on Garrus and he fucking dies like a little bitch he is. Dude, yeah, he, he dies so, so much. So it sounds like there's a lot more customization than I realized in this oh, game. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Deep. Dude, you can choose which characters you want with you, each having like their own set of abilities. 
uh, and like battle you tactics. Definitely like, want to uh, design your team. One of the characters, one of the characters, Ashley has like the highest combat power because like she's she has like no biotic or any secondary trait. Yep. Uh, another character has like uh, I think it's Liara has like pure biotics. Yep. Um, so she's like uh, her biotics are like the strongest, and so you can like choose your team to kind of fit where you want it to be. Um, and then on top of that, like Cam Cam said, you can choose like how you want your shepherd to be. And since I and went so with like a team, tech biotic mix, yeah. I'm kind of like, and then had Rex and Garrus. I was basically like peak on uh, middle ground with my characters. So you definitely want to design your team uh, around what your abilities are. Um, the game I think is easiest if you pick the soldier background for uh, shepherd and then for tech abilities and biotic abilities, you rely on your team members. Um, but if you want to be more of a biotic user yourself, it's a little bit harder and the gameplay is a lot slower because you have to wait for your cooldowns um, for your abilities. There are abilities that let you cool down immediately. Uh, but then that ability itself has a cooldown. Yeah, but it makes it so you can use your abilities <laughs> like twice in a row. if you. Um, to, and then you'd have to rely on more of your teammates, your squad that you take with you to provide the actual firepower and guns and stuff like that. And so you have um, Rex, uh, Garrus... Caden, uh, Tyla, Caden, Ashley, uh, just the five different people you can choose from. I feel like I'm missing one. Caden, uh, Ashley, Liara, Rex, and uh, Tali, and Garrus. Six. Yep. And so each of them have their own things that they're spe- they specialize in, mm-hmm. um, and you can really change the game, the you know the combat around who you bring with you. Nice. That's I, I kind of wish I would level up individually too. I kind of so. wish I would have had time to play this along with you guys. Cause it's, yeah, I'm gonna eventually. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's like not even the best one according to everybody. So. Yeah, this apparently it's, it's the second one. So yeah, it's really great though. A lot of uh, a lot of customization, which is always what I love in games. Uh, gameplay is like incredibly unique. And then um, yeah, again, well, you can all every single. Another part of the gameplay is, yes, you become a Spectre, and now you have access to Spectre weapons. But Spectre weapons themselves won't become available to you until you get the Rich Achievement, which you need a million credits to to get that achievement. And once you have that, you can now purchase Spectre weapons from your Spectre outlet. I never spent a dime until that point. (laughs) Um, But until then, you can go around uh, every planet. So there's tons of different planets you can just randomly go down to and explore. If you do some side quests, you can go find out where people are missing. Um, Or if you go orbit around a planet, you hear emergency beacon on it and you go down to investigate yeah, you can go, like, survey um, planets the loot stuff. system in this game is great you're often going to find weapons that are better than the ones you have um, but as you go around um, actual populated planets you can go to vendors and the most important thing to buy from vendors are not their wares but just the license because every license that you purchase will increase the inventory back at your ship of what that guy at your ship can sell you yeah Oh, nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So you just look out for licenses because there are going to be some other rare weapons you can have. But then as you go uh, later in the game and you get that rich achievement, you can now uh, unlock level seven weapons and armor that, for the Spectre stuff. Um, I had this uh, armor that I got that it was insane. It had like three spots for shields. Like it had three shields and then I had, and then had, uh, 
I think it had either two or three modify spots that I could put into it, which I put extra shield capacity in. So I had like a fucking, I had like seven shield spots before I even took health damage. Yeah. It was it, insane. It's pretty great. Um, and then uh, since you can pick which weapons you want to be proficient in, you don't need to keep upping all of your weapons to the best ones. Oftentimes, if I had, I found a really good assault rifle, I would give it to Garrus because he'd get more use out of it than I would because he's better with assault rifles than me. And then shotguns, it was a battle between me and Rex for shotguns. I always ended up giving him the better one because the pistol technically was still mine may weapon and a shotgun was my backup. Um, but then once you start getting to specter level weapons, it's you have to go check back at the specter outlet. It's random which if you know if they will show you a specter item or not. And then they're always so fucking expensive. Yeah, so you always have to I mean, as you're playing the game and you take someone who can hack with you, um, Garrus is my hacker, uh, you can get into chests and stuff and just get tons of loot that you go sell. You know, you, you never want to turn stuff into fucking uh, uh Omni gel, unless you unless you're out, but you won't you won't need any late later in the game. Yeah, every time you open it, but you just go you, you just go fucking sell the shit out of all the stuff you don't use. Um, make sure you uh, gear up some of your other party members because you might need them for something or other uh, that only they can do. Um, but then just go sell the shit out of it. Uh, sooner or later, near the near the end part of the game, you should have made enough money to, in order to get level seven. Um, I also saw that if you go play through again, it unlocks level ten yeah. items for you. Nice. So there's a lot of replay value. It sounds yeah. with gameplay. Um, yeah, there's a there's a ton of dialogue options that you can choose. There's new game plus. So and you can so you can keep all your shit and your levels. So you can go around and uh, if you did like a max paragon route, then you can like now go and do some renegade stuff. Um, try and do that playthrough style. Mm-hmm. Um, have different teammates with you the whole time. Just a shitload of replayability. Yeah, one thing uh, is the the gameplay is deep. It's uh, it's very dynamic. You can change it around as you see fit. It often. Um, will make you need to change up the way you're playing just in order to be more effective at certain parts, especially with the ammunition using. Um, all in all, um, some frustrations with Shepard and his cover dynamic, like he just wants to fucking glue his ass to cover. And I'm like, hey, you know, you know, that's yeah. great and all, but you're on the wrong fucking side and they're still shooting at you. Oh, just wait. Um, You'll have that in Uncharted as well. It's nowhere near as bad. If you're playing on crazy ass difficulty, and then he's uh, not going to playing it on fucking crushing. I, I kind of like the way they did the accuracy, um, especially as you went later. You know, through the game, it later. is kind of the it was best super way, annoying to start with out. an RPG. Yeah, it, uh, it makes it so you basically have to fire guns in a different way than you normally would. Like with an assault rifle, you can't just like hold down on it to keep it rapid fire. You have to burst shot that thing because like the reticle will get fucking massive and you'll be inaccurate as fuck and then sniping is obviously terrible so you have to like either focus on using a pistol or like an assault rifle with burst or just using shotgun the whole time like it it kind of changes the way that you have to play yeah right um i think i'm gonna give gameplay eight eight out of ten it's deep it's fun um a little slow sometimes because you can't really run anywhere um 
I feel like the melee stuff, I know you can, you know, get mods and stuff to make your melee better, but you, you melee with the same button that you shoot with. And that only happens when you're right up next to someone. So it's really weird to be shooting yeah. at a Krogan charging at you and wanting to knock him down with a, you know, some hammerhead rounds, but you end up just smacking him instead because he's too close to shoot at for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like, kind of, I don't really like the melee function in that game, especially since like one of your assault training bonus when you play as the soldier is, uh, like it gives you like bonus melee damage. It's like, I'm not going to fucking try to melee anyone. Yeah. It's only if they, they, for some reason get super close. And, and even then you should just I'd be rather shooting, shooting still. Them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So eight out of 10 for me. All right. I, yeah. I think I'll give it an eight too. Okay. Eights across the board for gameplay. So sound and music. What do you guys think of the soundtrack? How's the voice acting, um, in game sounds, so um, on and so forth. This I, I don't. The music was all right. I wouldn't say it's it was spectacular. It definitely they, served the. They definitely tried to make it more the gameplay. Uh, yeah, synth, it's synth like, very heavy synth and uh, kind of a futuristic type. Yeah, sound they tried to make it like that. Um, and then there's like a few moments where like in the trailer it gets like really fucking big and yeah. But it's that's reserved for like the big moments. Yeah. Um. Every every other time it's more like um. Just snippets of like remixed stuff but randomly. I don't placing. really feel like ever. I ever felt like, wow, I'm this soundtrack's amazing. And just it, it's, for, the, it's more for ambiance yeah. than anything else. Um, Voice acting though, on oh man, it's good. It's really good in this game. Like even the characters you find annoying are really good. So um, the voice acting is fantastic in this game. Uh, I probably the sounds of the weapons are right. Nothing too special. They they Um, sound like lasers. Oh my god, dude! The fucking overheat sound. Yeah, is the no shield sound in Halo? It's similar. Very similar. It's the same. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see if we can find a sound uh, side by side comparison. If you want to open up uh, YouTube, go go Halo Halo One shield sound. No shield sound. Yeah, no shield. Yeah, Halo One shield sound. Dude, it's it's so fucking. It's the first thing I thought of. I was like, "What do I have? No shield." Uh, it's probably a little bit hard to just pull that sound bite out. Let's see, it's AFC. probably just them fighting with no shield. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, that's oh, not that's fuck. not what we're looking for. God. Damn. Oh. That was loud. I apologize. That was a montage. Um, no, but it's not. I, I think it's similar. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but yeah, they can look it up later. Yeah, That's look it certain. up later. This is not. This is not important. Maybe it's a respawn sound. No, it's not the respawn. It, it's totally the no shield sound. But anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's dumb. Yeah. Why would you want that? That's just boops. <laughs> I mean, they're all boops in their own right. Um, boops and bleeps. So. Trying to think, voice acting—it's it's great. Um, really have served the the storytelling. Um, aliens sound like aliens. Um, each race of different aliens have their own uh, kind of way they talk. I really love the Elcor, the elephant dudes. Yeah, the guys who have to since yeah. they don't have any a way to express uh, emotion and how they talk. Yeah, I mean, they so still they all sound like Eeyore. They just all sound like they're sad. Yeah. Uh, but then they have to 
preface every sentence with the way yeah, they want they, you to take it. Yeah, they like tell you like they'll be like elation. This is good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, those reserved. Um, but then, man, it'd be funny to try to get one of those guys who wanted to, de- you know, to like to trick you or to con you. It's like deceptively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's the the oh, man the koi pod or whatever that was on Novaria. Did you? Did you talk to you or did you uh, talk to him? Koi pod? He's like the little uh, psychic floating squid Oh, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. The Hanar, right? Are they the Hanar? <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think it was called a Koi pod. Or, like, I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, they have like weird yeah, they're the Hanar. kind of psychic voices. Oh, okay. Is that they're, what they're, the whole race is called the Hanar, maybe, yeah. maybe that was his name or something. I don't remember. Yeah, their voice effect was quite, kind of cool. Kind of delayed psychic sound for their voice. Yeah. But uh, just like brains with floating tentacles. This is what they look like. I mean, you probably saw them, but yeah. I think there's only yeah. like one. No, there's one. In, I think there's a couple inside the Citadel, but there's also no, one on the science planet who tries to get you to smuggle stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, there is that guy. That's yeah. the only one I remember. Um, but yeah, sound. I'd probably give it a, an eight. Because mm, uh, right. like I, I enjoyed the music, but it was I don't know. It was weird, especially when you're on. Oh man, I forgot to fucking rail the game for poor uh, Mako controls. Well, so bad. Yeah. So the, there's a vehicle in the game called the Mako. It's the like the the lunar rover type vehicle that has a, a cannon and a machine gun on it. Um, that's super effective at, you know, any military operation, but for some fucking reason, uh, they the decided sharpest controls for turning. No, no, in no. The world. Terrible controls for turning. Cause for some reason they decided if you turn the steering wheel, either to the right or the left, that it's automatically going to go forward at the same time. So you can't just turn separately of going of pressing forward or backwards. If you just press a turn to the right or the left, it will move forward and move that vehicle to the right or left without pressing the forward key at all, without going forward. Oh, wow. And so now if you wanted to add gas to that turn, you now have double the power of going into that one direction they were going. And so you often <laughs> overshoot and overcorrect to that, that yeah. direction. And now if you wanted to back up, and you forget that pressing either to right or left before you start backing up is going to uh, move you forward and not backward. Uh, you have to per- first go backward and then turn the direction you wanted to back up in. And that's why the controls for that fucking machine oh, are yeah. terrible. The controls are terrible, and then the aiming for it is terrible, too. Because, oh, like, yeah, being able to shoot the rocket, like it has a very limited range of where you can shoot and it. And sometimes the fucking... The fucking uh, your fucking aim gets fucked up so without zooming in so 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 this this machine uh mako will allow you to zoom in a good amount to basically snipe with that machine gun rocket yeah um but sometimes there'll be someone right next to you trying to shoot but you're shooting way the fuck over their head for some reason your 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 reticles right right on them it's because like the fucking cannon can only go down no 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 it's not even that it's not even that you're shooting right at them, but it's going over the head. But when you zoom in to shoot them, then now you can shoot them. Now and you're aiming down low enough to shoot them. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bug. It's like it's like sure. there's a it's like it's like there's a fucking little tube that like the cannon has and like comes out and only comes <laughs> out when you're fucking aimed in. I know. I think it's some some sort of a bug. Like some, it doesn't do it all the time, but I but it happens in extended fights where all of a sudden you can't 
aim at anything anymore because it thinks you're aiming like you a can, lot higher than you are. You can shoot the mini, like the the machine gun part of it, but like the fucking cannon. No, like I'll have to. I'll have to show you some of. Uh, I'll have to. If the Twitch hasn't deleted them yet. Did you get the anti Shepherd this playthrough where it's uh, like the, the blacked re- out redacted Shepherd? So yes. I know why that happens. <laughs> um, so there, this is a known Shepherd. bug that I was able to look into and find out what's causing it. Basically, basically, it has to do with AMD chips in particular. Um, this does not happen on Intel computers. So back in the day, there was a certain 3D uh, something or other that AMD chips used to have. And the developers for Mass Effect decided to use that particular feature in some way of lighting their game and in some way of designing the th- how light affects with 3D models and stuff like that. But that particular piece of software or of architecture is does not exist in modern amd chips and so the effect is in certain levels that use that very particular you know piece of code that they wrote will just black out shepherd um his allies and enemy models too for me i had a complete redact everything was everything was redacted it was all gone. That's, only yeah, that only the happened, terrain. That happened to me this time, and then. But my first playthrough when the, when this like thing happened was uh, was when I was trying to restart the um, the computer. Remember, we have to go down that little elevator thing. Yeah, uh, that's when it happened. Like as soon as I hit the like the bottom floor, that, for me it only, was only Shepard. Like my guns were fine. Only Shepard himself. None of my other characters or anything like were redacted. Only for he me, was. it was when I approached the actual outside of that facility, that, yeah, that peak facility. Like, that's what it happened to me the, before. That's when it happened this time. And then, like when I encountered the like a bunch of the rachni, and then like had this one cutscene, and it like automatically fixed itself. And I was playing. Like, Playing through the it, there's there's no playing through it. It's you can't aim at stuff that are blacked out. You can't see your character. Oh, you can't it, see anything. It's awful. The only the reason only, you can tell some dudes are enemies the, is because they're moving. How the fuck do you get past it? So there is a way to to do it. So I had a I, I went I did a, a dig deep deep dive online and found out you can turn off that particular piece of code by enabling the console and just telling it to turn off the lit mode so and then and then what it does is it it gets rid of that 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 bug of redacting shepherd but then the lighting is much brighter so you don't get the ambient lighting yeah so (laughs) that's so ridiculous it it makes it unplayable like if it was playable i would just be like yeah fuck it i'll just shoot i mean it it is playable because i did it it's not playable black blobs uh, as my well you if it's like big and it's moving then it's an enemy i can go back and just take a video of it it's it's horrible i thought something was fucked like i i panicked for a second because i don't didn't remember it's pretty bad because it it was funny because i would i would walk up go through the door and immediately everyone went just blacked out just like the fuck i went outside i was still black i'm like what's going on i go back in the mako and hop back out everyone's fine then i step through the door again and it's not fine anymore i stop and save the game reloaded it i'm like the fuck is going on and i do a deep dive and just i think found your computer out. was frying or something bad no, or just something was corrupted in the game is what i thought and you're just like i don't want to start it over again yeah exactly because i was doing that mission he did that part first i did that last oh shit. and so i had so much game already beaten before that point <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, like, the first time I played through that game, like, it just stayed with me the entire game. But, like, this time it, like, fixed itself well, like, when um, I got to a certain point. Anyways, as far as uh, sound goes, did we already rate sound? Are we still thinking about I, it? I rated it. You haven't yet. Um, seven. 
I think it was seven. All right. Seven for Cameron, eight for Craig. Design and graphics. How's this game look? We just kind of dug into that a little uh, bit. Uh, what do you think of the design? I mean, do you like the maps? Do they each? Does each world have an own, its own distinct feel? Um, does it make I sense? I don't. So the design, I feel like I, this might just be more of the limitations of the time, but this does allow you to do some open world stuff and go to other planets that are not necessarily part of your main mission or a mission in itself. And it lets you rove around a very small area of the planet and has just a very empty feel to it. It's empty. There's nothing really there to look at besides a few points of interest to gather um, for like materials, resources, or um, tech and stuff. And then there's the main feature on that little planet that you're allowed to go do. Either it's a base of pirates or uh, something or another. Is um, it always the same area that it brings you to? No, it's it's oh, okay. randomly kind of generates the... not. I don't know if it randomly generates the train, but each different planet you can do this on is different. But I feel it's just very boring very basic empty, very basic yeah and it just leaves you alone with that fucking stupid mako <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what if you is it better at that point if you black out shepherd like does that make it better no it'd make it worse because no. you can oh, tell okay. what you're looking at <laughs> everything's just fucking psychedelic uh it's not psychedelic. it's it's just wrong yeah, if you do extra missions, um, it kind of but the all you the kind main of repeat stuff. a lot of stuff. But yeah, like the main stuff is awesome. Like all every, of the main every, maps and stuff. So I know they have the actually you go to. I know they have the processing power to make awesome off no, no, off main quest worlds. They have they have the technology. They just didn't use it. Yeah. So I, again, I'm gonna have to say that might be a. It's tad lazy. one of the best looking games, especially of that year. Yeah. Um. The only thing is, like, yeah, some of the the repeated stuff that they do in the like. I had the graphics turned up all the all the way I could. Um, it wasn't really optimized very well, um, and so I was lucky to keep it around sixty frames. Uh, turned off a few things, but graphics wise, it was good. It was okay. Um, it's not a horrible looking game. It's, it was definitely a seven twenty game, right? Seven twenty p. Yeah, 360, yes. yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't phenomenal either. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a 7. And mostly because I know they could do better with the design of side quest planets. All right. Craig? Um, what you got? What you got, bro? I'll give it an 8. Uh, there is some repetition. Of course, there's that fucking redacted Shepard thing, which al- always makes me laugh, but that was mostly on PC. That was so bad, but it's not uh, their fault. Y- I mean, it kind of is their fault. Anti-ship. But it's not their fault. That's yeah. Um, but uh, everything, like, main mission-wise, like, if you just play through the story itself, everything looks fucking great. The planetar- the planets are awesome and unique-looking. Aliens are really cool design. I mean... Main De- quest design wise, awesome yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, side quest stuff, there is a, there is quite a bit of repetition, um, but yeah, uh, that's it. It's pretty good overall. Um, yep. Not not many games of that year can really beat it out. So, yeah. all right, so replayability. Um, how interested are you guys in playing the sequel due to this game? I mean, what value does the replayability have? For I'm this already game playing itself? the sequel, so 100% there. Um, if I, I would say there is a lot of uh, replay value, especially since um, on your second playthrough, 
Um, there's so many different classes and so many different shepherd versions that you get to play. Um, you went, I went through soldier first time. So maybe next time I want to do just maybe more biotic stuff or I want to do more kind of like infiltrator tech slash silent <laughs> Bio stuff. Bio <laughs> It's Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there, you know, the, a level of weapons that you couldn't use the first playthrough that you can on your second playthrough different dialogue options and a different way to complete the game at the end. Um, oh, dude, yeah. There's, like, apparently there's a... If you have, like, Max Paragon, you can convince Saren to uh, k- kill himself. Can you? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Is that the Brutal. last boss? You should commit suicide. Uh, he's the second to last boss. Technically, his corpse is the last boss. Oh, shit. Yeah, so you could convince him to kill himself, but then you still have to fight him. (laughs) Why did you come back to life? He's like, oh, my God. Good idea. Um, Actually, Sovereign controls his body, so you'd have to, like, convince Sovereign to commit suicide. You can't commit Sovereign. No, no, no. It's it's the first part. It's the first part where you fight uh, Sovereign. Saren and you kill him and he lands and he dies right yeah but then the second part will still happen if you convince him to kill himself yeah. so you have to fight Sovereign you st- yeah you still have to fight Sovereign you don't convince Sovereign to kill himself you convince Saren oh well I said that you'd have to convince oh, Sovereign yeah. to kill himself so that he doesn't control Saren's body oh uh, okay um but that would be awesome if you could Replay value, I think it's it's at least a nine. Well, probably I'm giving it a ten. It's yeah, be a 10. I would give it a ten as well. Uh, there's a lot of this game that you, there's like a shitload of side quests you can do, um, a lot of just in depth stuff with some of the characters. Uh, there's a shitload of dialogue options that you can try. I mean, out. every character you you can have a part of your team. They they have little side missions you can do for them. Yeah. Um, does Lyra have a side mission? And Dahlia, or is it just Garrison Rex? I think they do, but I need, I didn't do them. Yeah, um, yeah. You can. Uh, there's like a shitload of stuff you can do. There's like um, if you didn't get like a Paragon option that you wanted this time around, you can new game plus it with uh, your Paragon points and then try it out, uh, or like at least have it easier to get Paragon points because um, uh, you can like. In, in on Novaria, you convince this you can convince this one guy to like uh what, what, what was it testify against this other guy you can like convince a bunch of other people to do stuff uh at the end of the game you could convince Saren to kill himself um you need paragon points to convince Rex to uh uh to stay with you when the the genophage thing is cure is found uh, stuff like that, like, and then going renegade option, being like a total asshole every time. The one interview with the the one chick, uh, you could just be like a total dick to her the yeah. entire time. That that I mean, yeah, tons of like tons of stuff you can do at the Citadel as far as like subterfuge and investigating goes. Yeah. So there's a lot there that I didn't do. I did a lot in the Citadel, but there's a lot more still. Yeah, there's to a do. lot of like other random missions in there on the Citadel. Like one, there's like. Uh, some dude's wife's body is like uh, they're they're keeping it because the Geth's uh, and that has are an effect in the next Mass Effect. Yeah, and so like you get, you have to like uh, help him get his wife's body back, or you can just be like, no, fuck you. Um, 
just shit like that. There's like a lot of random, interesting things that have to do with the lore and will randomly affect the next game. Uh, so there's a lot of re- replayability in the core game of Mass Effect that will affect your other games. So there's a lot of replay value there. Yep. Yep. So any uh, any last parting words? Uh, Mass yeah, Effect is a thoughts. great game, and it's worth at least a playthrough. Um, I immensely enjoyed it. I powered through this. I, I look forward to, to playing it uh, after work and uh, going through it. So definitely a very fun game to to pick up if you haven't before. Um, we're very late to playing it and reviewing it, but I'm glad we finally did. All right, so recapping the scores, story, nines across the board, gameplay, eights across the board, sound and music, seven from Cam, eight from Craig, design and graphics, seven from Cam, eight from Craig, replayability, ten across the board. It's a total of 41 out of 50 from Cameron and 43 out of 50 for Craig and 84 out of 100 for the overall score. And the Metacritic score varies a little bit. Based on the where you played it, 89 out of 100 for PC, 85 out of 100 for PS3, 91 out of 100 for Xbox 360. Lowballing it, except for the PS3 one, one point off. Um, right around, I guess, pretty close. Yep. Everyone's really enjoyed this game. It sold well over a million copies, uh, spawned three consecutive sequels-ish. And a spinoff. <laughs> yeah, well, two sequels and a spinoff, I guess. Um, kind of a big deal. I'm excited to hear get to Mass Effect 2, I guess, if we ever play it yep. and review it. Um, that would be a good idea. So, yeah, there we are, guys. That is our review of Mass Effect. So, it's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Word. I guess the next thing we have, like we said before, Caleb, Craig, and I are going to be playing 50 Cent Bulletproof. So two weeks from blood now... Blood on the Sand, you mean? Oh, yeah, bullet, Blood on the Sand. Uh, two weeks from now, we should have Cameron and I's review of Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Two weeks after that, we'll have uh, a, a secret hidden review as well. And then two weeks after that, Blood on the... Or, yeah, Blood, blood on, on the Sand. sand. Blood on the Sand. So next week we'll have another vote. So guys, thank you so much for listening to New Clan. Let's do some Hog League, which I actually have prepared and ready to roll. So the Hog League champions, the champions of the world, everyone knew it was going to happen. They were undefeated in the regular season, and they remained so in the playoffs, obviously, or they'd get their asses eliminated. But Tunica's heroes... Over the last fucking crazy amount of time that I didn't count any points because I was making up for my fuck up, they scored a total of 6,474, and Thy Death Squad, a great effort at 4,975. Matunicus here has also scored more this week than they did, than Death Squad did. Great work on the league, guys. You guys both killed it. Um, I knew it was going to basically come down to these two, and there were weeks... I think there was only one week, actually, in the whole league where Death Squad actually scored more points than Matunica's Heroes, and they weren't playing each other. So I was like, fuck. That would have been awesome to just like, oh, huge upset. Uh, but this is how it was pretty much winding down to be these two teams, and very exciting. So guys, this is the end of the season. I'm going to do an off-season week or so, and then we're going to start doing the draft, and that will be between team captains. 
So basically, you just want to draft the best people to your team outside of the team captains, and we'll go uh, worst team to best team as far as like drafting your picks. So the guys who lost the most will be the first draft pick, and then so on and so forth. And we'll just run through the draft that way. So I made a Twitter for with all of the uh, team captains. I think we should do it that way unless we want to do Discord. But I'll ask you guys on the Twitter page or the little Twitter message that we have going what way would be best for everyone. And then we'll work it out and we'll get the draft going. But we're going to do that in the off weeks. So everyone that hasn't submitted Hog, just get caught up on it. Get your stuff in there. I know you two are behind because uh, I see all. I'm the all-seeing eye of Hog. Uh, so get caught up on that so we can start off the next season nice and refreshed and ready to roll. Thank you guys so much for everyone who played it. It was a lot of fun, uh, lots of fun competition. I, I enjoy seeing Matunica uh, bring all of these people in and like really get them into the Hog and grow the team. I'm excited to... like throw all that away and give all those people to other people and have <laughs> so them do it. So you can't constantly communicate and get on their ass. Yeah, and have them, have, them, have them do it all over again. So Matunica will be our hero and he will bully you into hogging your shit until you do it. Um, so I'm excited to see how season two goes. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out for this episode. If you want to support the show, we have Patreon, patreon.com forward slash nudeclan podcast um we're gonna start streaming a lot on twitch twitch.tv forward slash nude clan gaming you can go there you can give us your amazon prime subs it gives us uh it's a free sub with your amazon prime subscription give it to somebody even if you don't like us enough to give it to us give it to somebody on there please it doesn't cost you a thing uh, we have a sweet cubby emote if you do in fact sub to us and i love spamming that motherfucker on our channel and uh, other channels as well. So it's a lot of fun. Um, you can support us directly through Patreon. We got our page up there. Uh, we've got a PayPal link if you want to support us directly. If you don't want to do a monthly sub or whatever, that's fine too. That's on the website, which is, of course, as you guys all know, audibletrial.com forward slash nude clan, uh, where you can support us through audible which is a great service amazing service how much listening time are you up to craig oh god we're gonna do this now yeah i still think that i still think in new jersey every train should just be like this is audible (laughs) and then start off with the with like a high production like voiceover it's like fucking i don't know someone big james earl jones comes on and is like please step away from the door they took away the buying credits for like two days or some shit. I don't know exactly how long it was and I was like freaking out and then it's back now so it's fine. <laughs> Buying extra credits? Yeah. <laughs> Craig is just like, no, dude, take my money. I fucking need it. Yeah, I bought credits too and then I just stopped listening to Audible. I got, <laughs> I got out of Audible for like a week. That's uh, so dumb. <laughs> uh, okay, I have two months, 12 days, 14 hours, and 21 minutes. Two months, seven days, 23 hours, 52 minutes. <sighs> Cameron, you got to try harder to keep up. I've, I have, I've increased my listening by a fuck ton. Recently. I have 123 books. Oh my how many? God. How many hours did you listen to in uh, July? Uh, I'm just in, below. In July, 93 hours. July, I was at what is that? 126. 
You can't stop it, Cameron, unless you're willing to just listen at work. I can't listen at work. Then there's no there's no my average contest. my average is like 166. Unless you move back down here and the closet's open. If you move back down here, you got that commute time. You think about it, you can catch up to Craig much easier with yeah. the commute. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you willing to give up to catch up? <laughs> He just quits and starts working at Liberty Safe. <laughs> it's the only way. He starts working there, and he gets another job work with me. So he's like, yes, I could do 16 hours of Audible a day. Keep up to that, you fuck. I'll do .25 speed, because it still counts the hours listened. I'll get every ounce out of each That's of these it. titles. I think so, yeah. Because I do 1.25, and it doesn't increase the time, like... Is it only Listen by time. like what it's finished? It lis- it does it by like how long you're actually listening. Or no. Yeah, how long you're actually listening. So if you do one point five speed, you're actually shortchanging yourself on your, your your cock length of your overall time listen because you're going through the book faster and it only does real time. Or else there would be days where I would have like eleven and a half hours of listening and I only worked for like nine hours. Because <laughs> I got one point two five. To 1.5, depending on the narrator. Um, honestly, I kind of like the narrators that go a little faster more. I need, them to, have, more I need them to have more ranks in the uh, listening level. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've be. been a master since the dawn of time on this app. Yeah, I feel like they got to up their achievements, too. Like Some of them are kind of lame. The badges? Yeah. needs to be more. There needs to be some secret rank that uh, you get and get invited to, to an event. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Uber mention rank. You get invited to an Audible. They they fly you into Jersey. Oh man, they updated it so there's like you can see like the stats of how much uh like there's like a little bar next to your thing now. Yeah. Um That's interesting. There's only two badges I don't have. That's the social butterfly, which requires you to tweet out your books or message your books out as you finish them. And then there's the the dabbler, which requires you to have oh, a huge library you haven't listened to. <laughs> By more, oh, they don't they don't have the little sash on the books anymore that tells you it's finished. No, it just marks it as finished. That's dumb. I needed to have the sash. Yeah, just finished, finished, finished. No more sash. Yeah, so we're big fans of Audible. You guys should try it out. If you have a long droning job or a commute, it's a great way to pass the time. Get your mind working again. Start thinking about things. Consume some books. AudibleTrial.com forward slash NudeClan. I think that's going to be it. Guys, follow us on Twitter. Follow the show at NudeClan Podcast. You can follow us individually. You can follow me at UFF Podcast. Me at Obsidian Bar. Me at NudeClan Cam. And you can find all of our stuff there. Uh, that's where all the polls are. That's where all the fun is. So go there. Hang out with us there. Uh, we have a Discord channel. I'm going to pin the Discord channel, a permanent invite link to the Nude Clan podcast Twitter, so you can go there to follow that. Join the conversation in that room. Uh, you can add us on PSN, uh, all those places. Join the chat room there. Lots of places to get a hold of us. 385-204-3921. That's where you can leave questions for After Dark. We're running out of those questions, so please give us a call. Give us your questions, and we'll talk your ear off. I think that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Until next time, as always. 
Enjoy the nude. Time to get good. Live always in the nude. Nude. Yeah! <laughs>